There we go. All right, then. All right, everyone. Hello there. DKM episode three. We got Marcos, me, and Kenny here. How are you all doing today? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. I've been, uh, been buying Blu-rays again, guys. I'm getting back into the whole physical media market again. I uh, At the start of the year, I was uh, I got really into just like, you know what? Screw physical media. Uh, I like the convenience of streaming. So I went out my way to uh, buy majority of my movies on digital platforms you know like voodoo movies anywhere and things like that um and don't get me wrong i still like the idea of the convenience of streaming but i feel like with the convenience you gain from streaming you lose the sense of quality and uh, ownership and that's probably the key word there is ownership mm-hmm. um i you know i i think this is an interesting question to ask because i asked a lot of people around our age bracket um how many people do you know that own a blu-ray like just one blu-ray or even a blu-ray player not counting ps3 or ps4 or xbox at that point that much i don't i don't know anybody at this point because i think that like we were the generation when like netflix streaming just started to really take off i don't know if anybody remembered how bad netflix streaming was when it first first came out like before it was so like it kind of an experiment i remember that the library wasn't that good and the layout was fucking awful Mm -hmm. But can't forget yeah. about uh, how Blockbuster didn't buy him. Well, Blockbuster at one point wanted to buy Netflix, which is still mm-hmm. a, a crazy alternate universe, I like to imagine. <laughs> which is funny because I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember the uh, Blockbuster like all access pass that they had? It was supposed mm-hmm. to be like to complete compete with Netflix's DVD service, but it yeah. also included video games. And the cool thing was that you could return it at the store and you could get a new movie like right there. I thought that was so freaking cool back then because back then when I was a kid, I had both Netflix and Gamefly. So I thought, well, like Blockbuster had like both, man. And I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is what I'm going to get, but I never got around to getting it. And then by that time, Blockbuster already shut down. I do do remember that once Netflix came out, Redbox became popular and people still had this drive to go just consume digital media. And I mean, digital media in the sense of like, it's no longer in Netflix, but now it's in physical form. So physical media, my bad. So yeah, people wanted to just go to your store. Maybe they're at a Walmart or something. Uh, on their way out, they see that, hey, uh, this movie's out, but it's not out on, I don't know, Netflix, Hulu, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And here it is. So they just pick it up. So people still want physical media. Um, yeah. But to tell you the truth, when uh, to answer your previous question, when someone owns a Blu-ray player, uh, if, if I know anyone who owns one, it's mainly just people who own consoles. Yeah, uh, pretty much runs it. So I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure we all remember like how expensive the PlayStation Three was, right? Oh, like yeah. it was, you know, pretty damn expensive like system. And I dollars. Yeah, I bought it when it first got its price dropped. Like it was still around like five to six hundred dollars when I bought it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't have the backwards compatibility, which which really sucked. Um, but uh, I remembered when I, there's a funny story about that because I remembered uh, when I was telling my dad about it. I was I was in the car with him and he was tell- and I was telling him like, "Oh, dad, yeah, I finally got myself a PS3." And he got so excited because like, "Dude, you just got a Blu-ray mm-hmm. player," and I was like, "Cool, what's a Blu-ray?" <laughs> Cause like I knew what DVD <laughs> was, but I never really like yeah. I, I I forgot what was that movie. What was the movie with Will Ferrell where he was that NASCAR driver? You know, he said like "chew big red" or "go fuck oh, yourself." Man. Oh 
I remember that was one of the first Blu-rays I saw on the market. On the praying table. What was that? Well, they were praying for the food. They said something about baby yeah. Jesus. I, I I haven't seen the movie. All I remember was that one scene. Okay. But yeah, like I, I thought about that for a second. Then I, I did some. And then I look when I was like, you know, buying Blu-rays again. I was like, man, Blu-rays are like really cheap now. Because I remembered like back in the day when Blu-rays were still the new format. Not everything was transitioned yet to Blu-ray. So I was able to snag a lot of DVDs back in high school, fairly cheap. Like a lot of good movies that I really like a lot were on DVD. And uh, I just never got around to buying like Blu-rays, even though I had a PS3. The first Blu-ray I ever bought actually was the Akira 25th anniversary when that was coming out. And I remember hearing so many good things about the, uh, not just the movie, the movie's great, but this particular Blu-ray yeah. because it was so well done remastering. I always remember this one comment from one review that said that if you ever wanted a Blu-ray to test out your sound system, you put Akira on. No doubt about it. I'm right. super excited for that 4K uh, re-release so, of Akira. So the the movie with uh, Will Ferrell is uh, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. That's the... Oh, wow. I never even thought that would be what the movie was called. We would have never guessed. That that I, was I was, I was thinking about like a parody of NASCARs. Like, uh, it is a parody of NASCARs. Yeah, but I... <laughs> wait, holy shit. Really? <laughs> it really is. That's a oh my god! NASCAR yeah, I remember the poster racing. Yeah, I, this was the poster. I remembered I was going to Best Buy, picking up my uh, PS3, and I saw this at the store, and I picked up GTA 4 uh, that day. Yeah, th I remember the case. Like, I definitely remember that case. Uh, I think your father's reaction was genuine at the time when Blu-ray was the I talk. It yeah. was the talk, you know. Yeah, Everyone, it's a new format, right? And I think having a Blu-ray at that time meant that, well, you had access to crystal clear quality movies. Now, granted, this was when the whole oh movie just came on DVD, and people actually went out their way to go purchase that movie on DVD. Yeah, back but, then people would pre-order for DVDs. We I remember, have right. to remember this was before full HD. This was when 720p. Oh yeah, was, yeah. DVDs were still 480p. Still yeah. So the whole Blu-ray craze obviously died down uh, as technology advanced, as everything else, uh, given its, you know, given the uh, the change in the game, DVDs really died down a bit. You could even see it with video games. Uh, where people are buying video games uh, more and more digitally than they are yep. physically. And it's only going to go... Uh, they're only going to keep buying it more and more digi digitally as time goes on. When memory spaces get bigger and bigger, people can just buy external hard drives just to save their their digital copies of whatever they own. So I don't think yep. Blu-ray is... Uh, it still looks good, but it's not as hype as it was before. I think it's just because now it's become the standard. I mean, the Xbox 360 games are DVDs, technically, right? Yeah, they're they're on a DVD. They're not on a. It's not compact disc like uh, right. Saturn or anything like that. 
or like uh for example like uh here's a good example uh metal gear solid 4 uh there's a scene which is a parody well it's more like a, a throwback to metal gear solid 1 uh when I, i'm pretty sure you guys knew this but like in playstation 1 games if you're wondering why they had those like really big cases it was because like the final fantasies your metal gear solid usually include like disc one disc two and then up to four discs especially for those rpgs um when you revisit shadow moses in metal gear solid 4 when you go down the stairs when in the in metal gear solid 1 that's when you were supposed to swap discs like the game will stop it says now switch to disc two it's like la noir la noir did that the first rage yeah discs first rage um geez i know I battlefield 3 the 360 where the multiplayer was on a separate disc yep okay. yep but so did uh halo 3 odst with uh the multiplayer okay so I remember, so the reason why I bring that as an example is because when you go back to that same staircase in Metal Gear Solid 4, uh, Otacon will call you and say, hey, Snake, time, uh, you got to swap to the next disc. And I was confused for a second because oh, I didn't, I, yeah. I, don't, I didn't know what the joke was. And then they're like, Otacon's like, oh, wait, now we're in moving <laughs> technology, dual layer. Isn't that crazy? I remember now. So yeah. I thought, like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. So now with like Xbox One games, they're now on Blu-rays, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, okay. Xbox One games and any future uh, Xbox, you know, disc is on Blu-ray. Right, because it's just more of a benefit at that point. Uh, and I think that... Yeah, there's a lot more storage on the actual right. disc itself. Oh, yeah, dude. That That's sort of the reason why, like, if I ever want to make a Plex server from ripping all my Blu-rays, it would have been, like, an extremely long process, and the file sizes could be up to the 50 to 100 gigabytes. Yeah, so, I'm not sure if you remember, but I think... Uh, and you might know might know more about this. Uh, that Super Smash Brothers Brawl mm -hmm. was. On oh yeah, disc. yeah, it was on disc. It was a layered disc, and mm -hmm. one small scratch, the f tiniest and finest of hairline scratches, could really, really mess up your game. Uh, because I didn't have that issue. It's just. Uh, it, it was. I don't think two Wii games ever get scratched to the no three. Uh, one was Mario Galaxy Brawl at one point, and then Guitar Hero three. But I, I, I might be wrong on this. I'll look it up right now. But where the Super Smash Brothers Brawl specifically had an issue with any scratches because there was so much content in that game that it was packed into the uh, into the disc, and they layered it so that one scratch can really mess up the um. How you experienced the game because of that so um, yeah it was uh, it like was a I big said, i mean i didn't have an issue with it it was I a pretty big game one. yeah it was. so they had to, like use a dual air dvd or something like that it was a very very big game mm -hmm. but you know i didn't have any issues with mine even with the scratches on it oh i just i just i'm looking i'm reading it right now where it says um that it seems that the super smash brothers brawl was one of the few games that was released with a dual layer nintendo wii game disc I remember his HD DVD. I was about to bring that up, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the thing that confused me. Okay, so I was peed when I found out that the uh, uh, the PS4 Pro does not play 4K Blu-rays. So in my mind, I thought it didn't play regular Blu-rays, but I thought for a minute that the Xbox 360 couldn't play uh, DVDs because didn't they sell, like, uh, an accessory for that? Or is that just for That, that accessory was for the HD DVD. That's what I was thinking. Okay, because that I was—I swear to God, it confused me because I was like, "Wait, it can't play Blu-rays." I get that, but it doesn't play DVD. Like what? Because I, I think there was a laser, sh uh, laser suit, uh, Larry game.
that required it. There was like DVD games, if I remember correctly. Um, to my knowledge, I don't remember there being any HD DVD games. Uh, could have sworn I remembered it too. It was like Leisure Suit Larry. I remember that game, but I don't remember it being a uh, HD DVD game. Huh. Okay. Yeah, you might be right. I thought I could have sworn I had like a little sticker or something. I might be thinking of. Yep. But yeah, that's that's probably yeah, what, what was throwing me off because I thought like, oh, I guess the Xbox 360 doesn't play DVDs then. Oh, you know what? No, I'm trying to see if there's any games for it now. I don't see any, but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm actually seeing the introductory price for that accessory, and it was two hundred dollars. Yep. Funny thing about HD DVD and Blu-ray, uh, it was a war between Toshiba and Sony. Yep. To see what was going to be the more dominant, um, disc. Uh, it was the first format war I'm uh, aware of in my lifetime. It. It's not the first time. There's always been format wars, you know, like uh, BHS, oh, yeah. beta tapes, laser discs, yep. CEDs. You know, whenever a new format, it's not everyone transitioned over. The original disc. Do you guys ever remember? Did you ever see the disc? Not just the disc, the compact disc, but the actual disc. I think of laser disc. It's like it's huge. It's a very big uh, DVD, pretty much. Yep, and it's analog too, which is really weird. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Look at that thing. <laughs> I will say this though: if up to me, the only laser disc I ever gave a shit about was the Evangelion laser disc, because that shit has some nice ass art. I would buy that in a heartbeat. You love your Evangelion. Of hell yeah, dude! I'm gonna keep <laughs> shilling it as much as I can. Oh uh, yes, the rainbows, the rainbow disc on the back. Yep. I uh, I've been more of a. A, uh, I grew up with VHS and CDs uh, under with movies, but given all the streaming services that are out there, you know, you have Netflix, you have Hulu, you have HBO, you have Disney uh, Plus, Disney Plus. Even you got Crunchyroll as well. Yeah, there's um, everything. It's just so much exclusivities, and it's the opposite of consumer friendly because then you have people shilling out a hundred dollars a month. Just to, just to have all of these streaming services at once. It's not. But if you think about it, it's replacing uh, live television. Like that's what same, I always say. It's the same amount of money you would pay for, you know, cable. cable. Well, here's the thing though. Uh, With the internet itself was already destroying uh, television. I mean, look mm -hmm. at YouTube. YouTube itself had, was doing so well that yeah. all these big TV shows were uh, TV broadcasting stations are moving over you have people like independent media journalists who are getting a lot more views on youtube than what some some news news uh uh media are getting on tv mm -hmm. uh tv was legit just dying out because of the internet and not only that now you have these streaming services to add up on that which is technically still part of the internet so i think it's just that <clears throat> you're paying for all of these services at once. You're paying who knows how many subscriptions, whereas you can get all of these uh, TV channel for a much cheaper price plus internet instead mm -hmm. of getting all of these streaming services. I just don't think it's worth it. Unless I, you have one or two streaming I, services that you... I think I, I'm curious, like, how... 
okay, how easy would it be to hit a hundred dollars? Cause like what Kenny said, I completely agree. I used to work at, at a T I used to set up people with, with cable TV and the exact method you're describing is exactly how I used to sell people packages. When I used to work for uh, cable TV, I used to tell people, okay, what channels you want? AMC stars, blah, 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 blah. You know, I would right, go yeah, down HBO, by the list and we wouldn't yeah. sell them the exact package. We would sell them the package above that. The cheapest package was like $20, but it gave you barely anything. And, I always argued that like streaming services are the replacement for cable TV. And let me ask you this. How many guys in our age bracket have a cable subscription? Like seriously though, not including your parents. Um, I was going to say mine is free for my uh, condo. So right. <laughs> it's included. But you, you don't have to pay for it, but would you ever pay no, for cable? Exactly. No, I wouldn't. I, if I, I think that like all these streaming services are the natural progression that. of that. I will say when I moved into my house, um, and we were getting started, my housemate and I were getting started with internet, they were really pushing TV. Of course. Uh, AT&T, and we wanted the business class internet, and they said, all right, cool, is this for business or like an actual building or... Or pleasure. Uh, for, for your home <coughs> and pleasure, right? And he said pleasure for the home, and they just kept pushing and pushing TV. And they said, listen, we'll take off. We'll, we'll, I think cable TV is now the new landline they try to sell you. He said, well, hear, hear me out. They, <laughs> they said that we'll give you a discount on your installation fee for the for the internet. And he says, no. And then they kept pushing and pushing until the very end of the phone call. They said, listen, we'll make sure your installation's free. No charge. Which was a $20 charge. And my, my husband was like, mm, no. So I think TV obviously has its merits. Um, if you want to watch certain news if you want to watch certain shows that are only on tv uh instead of waiting until it comes out on streaming service so i can tell you right now true tv the only reason it exists is because the impractical jokers exists but it's also Hulu, right uh, uh i think yes. so yeah i think so. yeah that's the thing though like i i mean i didn't know what hulu was when it first came out i didn't even know what what hulu was even the thing but the main selling point of hulu back in the day was that when a tv show would aired on the day it aired, the next day will be on Hulu. So, you know, so people. If you're a sports fan. But that's the thing, though, man. It's like there's so many ways around that. Like, fuck, you right. could get free. Yeah, you have ESPN.com and they'll stream their their games or whatever they got. Fuck it. You brought up AT&T. They still sell, like, DirecTV on the go. That's an app. That's technically Oof. a streaming server. Right. Now, let me tell you this, though. Dish TV, too. Ish too, yeah. Flag, uh, for for not satellite. What's the other one called? Where you have a wire on your uh, on your TV, and cable. Uh, no, it's not cable. It's wireless. It's, um, it's I think antenna. it's antenna. I think yeah. it's antenna. Yeah. But anyways, you can have. Oh yeah, it is antenna. I'm sorry. So there's an antenna. I was thinking of satellite. Uh, there's an antenna where you can hook it outside, and I can. Yeah, you get your local channels for free like that. Oh, yeah, that's how you get local channels. Local. I have had HD ESPN. Yeah, there's free. HD channels on there that that the local towers nearby will stream for you. Right, yeah. and you can get all this for free. You just got to know how to set it up. Imagine mm -hmm. watching any baseball game, any football game, any soccer game, basketball game on HD because you have an antenna and you're not paying for anything except the electricity. So TV's been dying out for a while, the same way radio's been dying out because you have podcasts. Ironically enough, what we're doing <laughs> now. Yeah. Um, 
it's just the internet is really taking over the the uh, media that everyone grew up knowing and loving. TV, radio. Uh, people are saying TV killed the radio star. You know all that stuff. Yeah. So I get but it. That's the natural progression of life, man. I mean, I get it. I mean, and we can even circle that back to Blockbuster. That's what killed it, essentially. These guys were so stubborn. They didn't want to experiment. They didn't want to, like, see the trend. They said, nope, brick and mortar. We're not making enough money. We got to make more brick and mortar. And it's like, hey, man, you're kind of struggling as it is. Uh, I see that's going to be the demise of GameStop. I mean, they they have that that deal with Microsoft, but I don't think it's going to be enough to keep that company afloat. Yeah. I just, I don't think... They've always been uh, making most of their profits with pre-owned games, and mm-hmm. now people don't really care about it. Every time I walk into a GameStop, it's mainly just for nostalgia, just to look at what's new, look at the area, you know. But not, I don't really go there just to. Get well, that's why game. they have extended their reach into toys and apparel, merchandise, and, and yep. geeky shit. They, they actually, um, there's a GameStop close to me that, you know, they have the thinking statues and they have a working mm-hmm. Iron Man slash Punisher helmet that you can wear. It's kind of crazy, though, because for the smaller stores, it must be a pain to, like, get all that shit in stock because most of the stuff is on the floor. When you walk in, it looks more like a toy store than any than video games. Um, well, it's because of how cluttered they have everything, If you know, and the ones that I'm at now down here in you know where i'm at mm-hmm. uh they they actually have a lot more space so it's more spread out especially now that they're introducing computer components into their stores like you'll be able to yeah, walk in there and buy a graphics card yeah that's that's the argument that uh that that uh, gamestop is trying to be it's trying to be a one-stop electronics shop uh mm-hmm. because let's just face it though i mean like which store sounds more appealing like a store that has everything or a store that only has that's this fine. one specific thing you know Best Buy, Best Buy, yeah, yeah. and shit. No. And Best Buy even gives you better deals too, so it's not like you know, right? And yep. but here's the thing with GameStop that everyone got flack for. Uh, that GameStop got flack for. I'm sorry, everyone gave it flack how they treated their employees, meeting quotas. Mm-hmm. Uh, with hey, guys, so this many pre-owned stuff. We got to do this, this, and that. Uh, oh now, yeah, working for GameStop was was a nightmare, man. I mean, I heard countless people who worked at GameStop, yeah, and they told you know, me it's the have, worst. You have daily, you have weekly, and you have monthly quotas that you had to reach. And you know, it was if you didn't reach it, you'd get punishment for it. Thankfully, I would always reach most of my quotas. The only ones nobody would ever reach was the GPGs, which were who the fuck would buy that for for either your game disc or your console. And I tried to sell them as much as I could, as well as uh, getting like a uh, what was it the the Pro Pass or the Elite? Remember the GameStop credit yeah, card, the, the memberships. Oh, yeah. Actually, I actually have a GameStop credit card, and you know it's still around. They still sell them? I thought they shut down. It's not. They don't sell the credit cards. You apply for them. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. do, do you remember when they offered like fixing phones and shit, and then that kind of. Shut down. Uh, yeah. Cricket. They they still own Cricket. They still own it, but like they don't. Like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. I'm not even talking about like selling phones. I'm talking about just fixing stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. You had to send Extra it into their into their warehouse, and then they had to like do whatever they had to do to it, and then send it back. Yeah, it's it's a nightmare. Uh, GameStop has been taking in what they call retro games. So if you have a GameCube, uh, yeah, that's really weird. Well, it's, mind it's you, it's a joke it's, in my opinion. It, it kind of sucks. <laughs> 
given that my brother and I collect certain retro games and people send them to GameStop because they the word GameStop is there, they know that they collect games and stuff. So they literally just go up with a disc of, I don't know, Metro Prime 2 and they go, hey, you guys, can I trade this in? They'll probably give you some a couple dollars, that's about it, better than nothing. So uh, we know this to be true because my brother and I, we would go to a GameStop and we, they would just say, hey, you got any retro games? And they would just pull out a drawer and say, hey, here's all of our retro games that people just came in before we uh, uh, send them over to headquarters or whatever. So GameStop is yeah, really they sell them mostly online. Yeah, right. I was about to say. Because GameStop is just doing all that it can. It's just grasping for straws. Honestly, Best Buy yeah, seems and, like and it does better of what it does already. Right. I mean... When yeah. I had Gamers Club unlocked, the shit was fire. So, so with those retro games, I mean, I tried trading in... Uh, I forgot what it was. I know it was one of the Pokemon games. You know how Pokemon games, they hold value. Pretty much, yeah. You know, I had I had Pokemon Emerald or Fire Red, something like that. I know it's like a $30, $40 game. They were offering me at GameStop. It was like 5 or 10 bucks, and I, I had to just... I, I turned them down. There was actually a few yeah. games. One of them was like 50 cents, and I refused that too because I knew they were going to turn around and sell it for triple, quadruple the price of what they were giving me. 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think it's just a given at that point. My argument whenever I hear like people, you know, talk about uh, bad trade and value is that, mm -hmm. you know, I, I would understand like if you're someone who doesn't know where a local game shop is, um, you're bound to get a little bit screwed over. But I always look at it and be like, well, you're trading in the game. Like how much do you really think you're getting? Like, and I'm not saying your Pokemon example, your Pokemon example is fine. But, you know, for like your like your shitty sport game or your kids game or Things like that, like this, this game forever and collect fucking dust. And thankfully, selling shit on eBay has been easier than ever before. Like, holy crap, selling stuff on eBay has gotten so much easier. We literally just press a button, sell one like this, and bam, you're immediately got your listing up and going. Back in the day, you had to do everything manually because there was no database for anything. You had to weigh everything. You had to put everything in the scale. It was, you know, it was really crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that with like GameStop doing the whole retro scene stuff, I always felt like they go halvesies with it. Sometimes they're in stores, most of it is online. Um, but I, you know, it's it's I guess kind of nice to go find another place to buy retro games. Uh, whether or not it's a good deal or not is you know up for debate. Mm -hmm. I just I don't understand, man. It's just I, I think GameStop trying to go digital now, all digital. I remember buying Days X. Um, so GameStop. GameStop is actually, since they're pairing up with uh, Microsoft, apparently they're going to be making money off of every purchase that's made through that console that they sold. Any console? Well, no, 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 not any console, just any Xbox console. Yeah, gotcha. Like through the all-access um, push, as well as, um, I'm trying to think what else. I know it was all-access or any Xbox console that they sell in-store. Okay. I was thinking about when you said that, I was thinking about how like Microsoft owns Mojang and do they make a profit every time Minecraft gets sold on it? Um yes, as long as it's a console that they sold through their store. So there has to be oh. some sort of skew or serial number that they have to scan into their into Yeah, their, so uh, it's taxes and stuff. It's gonna show like your like mm -hmm. it's been your how much you sent to Microsoft on their end. Okay. Okay. Wasn't the previous head of Nintendo's United States branch, Reggie, going to uh, corporate yes. GameStop? Yes, it was Reggie. 
he wow. he ran he ran uh he ran Pizza Hut as well. What? Nice. Yeah. Reggie now works at GameStop. Oh, nice. Uh, but, yeah, I, I heard about that. Yeah, oh, Reggie Fizeme. He used to work at. Yeah, he used to be the senior marketing of uh, Pizza Hut. Pizza Hut, absolutely. Yeah, I know. I know about the the background. That was before um, Nintendo. Yeah, that was before Nintendo. He went to Nintendo, mm-hmm. left Nintendo to go work at GameStop. The yep. man became such a living meme because he's so wholeheartedly no, body's ready. Great. Yeah, he's he knows how to market. He knows how to be. Mm-hmm. I've only I wish that only Pizza Hut was good again. That's my only thing. It's too greasy for me. <laughs> I get tired of it. I can't. Oh, every pizza I like their buffets. Pizza Hut, just every pizza just tastes the same to me. Like uh, Domino's, Papa John's, Pizza Hut. Papa John's is pretty good. I the Little Caesars is my favorite. I don't know, Here's man, my thing. I, okay, I, look. When you ordered pizza from Pizza Hut back in the early 2000s, that shit's cheese mm-hmm. was stackable. That thing was thick and it was good. And when you ate that bitch, that shit choked your fucking throat and you, you, yeah, you bagged on that bitch. Thick. <laughs> Listen, I got a delicious pizza and I found out I had a fucking kink. I want that shit again. Now everything tastes like fucking cardboard with cheese on it. You know, go to CC's Pizza. That's where you're going to find that. That's me, probably what I need to do. Let mm-hmm. me recommend you one thing oral health is very important to the body and even to the heart um i when i first started using a tongue scraper my taste buds changed completely things tasted a lot more savory a lot more robust it's not a you don't use your toothbrush on your tongue it's not what that that's not the tool meant for the job it's a tongue scraper it almost looks like a flex blade and you just scrape it over your tongue when i tried that it really really helped out with really increasing my palate uh making much more sensitive so things became a lot more like i said savory tasteful so i really recommend that to anyone listening to this to this to this podcast or even you daniel try that out implement that into your oral hygiene and it oh, really does so wonders it, it is weird but you have plaque buildup on your tongue yeah yeah but so, it just looks weird like i just looked it up it it's definitely yeah, it a weird, weird looking item it looks like a toothbrush a tongue scraper tongue, yeah uh, it, yeah it looks like a toothbrush, but it has like this triangle shape at the top instead of it being the brush. Oh, okay. There's many kinds. The one that I use is a. It looks like a flexible. The metal U. Piece of metal. Yeah. That. It, but I really recommend it. Um, very important for health. Very important for everything. Oh, I see what you mean. It's super important to have it, and if you're having issues where all the pizzas taste the same. Trade that maybe maybe it might change, but uh, if it doesn't, Hopefully. perhaps it might be. I just want some extra goddamn cheese on my pizza, and not just pull it in the center. <laughs> I want that shit to sack. Guys, when I went to one of these places that you can build your own pizzas, you heard that Pizza Hut? Yeah, he wants you guys to stack that pizza. Please, up. please, please sponsor us and and make sure you give me the Danny's pizza. I I would greatly <laughs> appreciate it. Fuck it, just feed me Pizza Hut for the rest of my life. I'll I'll fucking. T- I don't give a damn. This is the DKM. You wouldn't have that much of a lie. That's <laughs> called your pizza, the, uh, the, the anti-cow movement, where it's just non-stop dairy on top, on top, on top. Oh, my gosh. DKM, caring about your oral health and <laughs> critics of pizza. There you go. <laughs> I will say, though, when I went to build my own uh, place to build your own pizza, uh, I asked for cheese. Are you talking about mod pizza? Huh? Mod pizza? No, just any place where you or, can customize your pizza. pizza. Any place you can customize your pizza. 
where as their stick, you order pizza and you customize it as you go. So, oh, I want this, I want that, 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 that. In store, in the thing. I'm not talking about like on the app or anywhere else. I'm just talking about you go into this place and you customize your pizza. Daniel, I really recommend you do this. Order this. There's one nearby your place, uh, or my place, I should say. I'll send you the address. But you ask for a large pizza, you put cheese, and then you put pepperoni. Then you ask the, the gentleman or the lady on the other side saying, now, on top of the pepperoni, can you put more cheese? And then oh. more pepperoni. And you layer cheese and pepperoni, <laughs> like five high, and they guess what? They'll cook it for you. They'll give you a oh, okay. for you. And now you have this monstrosity of cheese and pepperoni. And guess what? They'll charge you for it. <laughs> and then and that's go, when I pull out the boogie and I rob the pizza. <laughs> Wait a minute. No. This is a Christian <laughs> You skipped podcast. a step. This is a Christian podcast, Daniel. What's wrong oh, with you? No. Oh, no. So, yeah. Oh, um, if you want extra cheesy pizza, either you, pizza, either you make it yourself or you go in these places where you're like, mm, yeah, give me that extra cheese. Yeah, give me, give me that smack. I want to choke on that shit. But yeah, uh, how do we get here? Uh, oh, we, talk- we talked. Yeah, we talked about Reggie and Pizza Hut. Yeah, Reggie and Pizza Hut. I mean, does that mean he gave the sign off for Sony PlayStation demo discs? That shit was fire, oh. yo. I'm not sure, but <laughs> I will say though that um, speaking about discs and all that stuff, do you guys own any when it comes to? Well, I know Daniel doesn't own any. Uh, uh when they, he's mostly PC, but Kenny, do you? Have any console games on disc? I do. Uh, actually, I do. I'm looking over at a couple of them right now. I have Dark Souls. Gen, Daniel? Yeah. 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 I, had a couple. Okay. I have a PlayStation and Switch. The, the, only reason why I, the only reason why I buy it is. Oh, I got plenty of 360 and original Xbox games. I mm. went to GameStop just to buy one game. And then there was another game that I was like, oh, <clears> I was meaning to buy this game digitally, of course. Right. But GameStop had their deal where you get two pre-owned games you get two at a for free and mm-hmm. i'm like oh okay so i got four discs at the end of the day so it's usually those rare occasions when i go out and get they've been game. having those deals every like back to back where you, it's buy three games get one free buy four games get one free mm-hmm. you know i remember back in the wee days i got emails uh, after emails from them you know just uh back in the wee days i got the two for three i think i was picking up zelda i was no for my 3ds i was picking up zelda and another game and i got something else right i also remember getting for the wii i remember getting dragon ball z budokai and the godfather that that game was actually pretty good the first godfather game on on pc mm-hmm. uh ps3 pc wii it was really good it was a little samey but it was it was all right i thought it was a pretty decent game um but yeah, no, I still buy physical discs uh, for video games. It's just usually for convenience. I, I kind of regret not getting Ghost of Tsushima uh, physically, right. but I was like really patient because I wanted to play the game, and uh, right. I had to go to work, so I was going to tell my cousin, like, hey, if you're going to go to Walmart, can you go pick up this game for me? But he didn't went, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to da- buy it online and then just download it. So when I wake up, honestly, I'm going to play honestly, it. Honestly, I'm just tempted just to buy Demon Souls for the PS5, Collector's Edition, whatever. So, so talking about consoles... Who's excited about uh, the Xbox launch tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to get it. I'm probably going to You know, it. since I'm getting it in I'm the mail, not... I'm probably going to be streaming the unboxing. Do it. I, I definitely yeah. recommend you do it. I just wish you had a capture card. You could show it off to everyone. Um, <laughs> Wait, you but, don't uh, have a separate camera that you can just record it on and 
stream with that. Like what? No, like no, from I'm, the I'm early not talking team? about gameplay. I'm I'm talking about the actual unboxing of the console itself. Yeah, like people, yeah, people do like IRL streams. I watch like a friend of mine stream himself mm -hmm. build a, a chair. Oh, nice. Yeah, a lot um, of people do that on Twitch, woodworking and all that stuff. It's quite you know, there's uh, mukbang streams, there's uh, right. cosplay stuff like that. I was that's why I suggested Kenny, like, hey, just like show it off. I'm pretty sure people and, interested. you know, in about three days, the PS5 should be coming out, right? Isn't it three days? Yeah, I'm still, yeah. I'm still trying. I'm still trying to get one. Apparently, so Walmart um, and Target said they're gonna like be able to pre-order at certain time windows, but I can't find it exactly. Right. And uh, man, I, I I got you know I was gonna go back with uh, Demon Souls with Marcos here real quick. Uh, I'm excited for that Demon Souls remake. We got an interview from Blue Point where I talked a lot about it, and it seems like Blue Point is going out of their way to make sure that they make everyone happy for this uh, re-release. Um, they addressed a lot of issues. Uh, Marcos, you remember when you saw the tr uh, the gameplay reveal for the game? You know how like the camera was kind of like off centered. It was sort of like yeah, they they really got off they fixed it. They did it. They gave you the option. I'm like, okay, that's good because that's what I like about Blue Point. Blue Point remakes their games, but it's not like their version of it. They're just like we want to give like a updated look to the game and mm -hmm. what fans want. Um, and it looks and they confirm 60 FPS and it looks fucking gorgeous. I'm so excited. This is going to be my first time actually playing Demon Souls. But there is one caveat that really bummed me out, and I really hope that they uh, renew this decision. Um, I'm pretty sure you know about the Digital Deluxe Edition, right, Marcos? No, I didn't really look Okay, so for Demon's Souls Digital Deluxe Edition, um, they, they said that, like, oh, you get some extra stuff. Uh, let, me, let me pull up the image here real quick. Uh, here we go. So for the Digital Deluxe Edition, you get early access to armor, um uh, that you, i think you get it earlier than you normally would in game uh but you still can find the armor on the actual um on the actual game world but mm -hmm. some of it is actually exclusive to this digital edition uh, oh so you won't be able to get it anywhere else other than the no, actual you only could get it through this and i am so annoyed so it's by kind it. of yeah i was gonna say it's kind of a slap in the face to some of the the fans i i think to me that was like the biggest like okay that's not cool um again i i don't think this is like blue points decision i think it is legitimately sony who did this but it is probably mm, now if it's purely cosmetic then i wouldn't yeah, get it. no it's not it actually does have stats but it's just the principle of the thing is it stats comparable to it's not card. okay i don't know exactly like i never played demon Souls. But like if people were making that argument, it's like, well, it's not competitively edge, you know, you don't get an edge competitively. And I would be okay with it if it was just a purely cosmetic thing. But no, it is an actual piece of equipment that you cannot get unless you buy the pre the digital deluxe edition. As long as it doesn't really become meta, then mm -hmm. I honestly, I doubt it. I highly I doubt it. Because it's probably people, gonna be in charge I mean, it's still kind of weird why they would do something like that. Maybe to boost pre-order numbers. Uh, After all, they probably uh, make more money buying a digital probably, copy than. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably Sony pushing for the marketing there, so more people would get the the digital deluxe. Because I, I think more, I think companies like that prefer much more if they are getting a, a digital copy sold because there's less production, less cases, less things you got to worry about. I will still buy yep. the game physically because I love, I I would love to play this game, but yeah, man, like that's the only thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Where it's like, come on, guys, like that's that's kind of lame. You don't do something like that. I'm still excited for Demon right. Souls. Nothing could change my mind for it. As soon as I get a PS5, that's my first seventy dollar game I'm going to be spending money on. Um, Jesus, about that, right, about that. 
I was going to say PlayStation went up seventy. But isn't Xbox following the same too? No, they they already had confirmed that they're not following suit with PlayStation's uh, seventy. Well, oh, really? Mantra. At yep. the end of the day, it's mainly a developer decision. Absolutely. That's what I was about to say. Isn't that like a developer's choice? But their first party, the first party games will not be seventy dollars. Oh, okay. to be sixty. Ah, okay. Because I like apparently people who still play two K and EA sports games, they're willing to shell out shell out uh seventy dollars for an HD remake, which is not really an HD remake of a game. It's just an updated game of last year's game. But is it, does it have the next number to it? Yeah, it has the next Absolutely. number. Absolutely. Okay. They yeah. Sharpie it in. Yeah, let's. Like, I remember watching one interview for like a FIFA game, and the guy was just so mean about it. He, he was just like, "You know what? Fuck it. Copy and paste the last year's review. Just put that." But, yeah, and here's the thing, though. Um, I wanted to ask your guys' opinion on this because I have a very negative opinion on it. But when it comes to physical copies of a game, I understand mm-hmm. everything that goes behind it. You got to develop the game. You got yeah, expenses are getting pretty high. No, you have to develop the game. You have to. I'm talking about current gen. Yeah, yeah. Game, you have to develop, uh, make contracts with whoever you need to make contracts with to, in order to make the CDs, to put this file into the CDs, have everything packaged correctly, the case and everything, and then sent out. Uh, and I, and then obviously everyone needs to make a profit, so uh, and a decent profit. So sixty dollars mm-hmm. is what everyone agreed upon. Just make a game, to, you know, for like AAA games. 60 bucks. Here you go. Now they're right. going to get $70. So my main issue is for digital games. I understand that if they switched it to where, hey, if you get this game digitally, you can get 50 bucks because now we're cutting up the middleman. <clears throat> and it's just you right. and the developer uh, getting the games on no discs. Well, that would be a DRM free buy. So you'd have to buy it from their website. Right. Directly. Here's the thing, though. It's still. Like when it comes to like buying it on Steam or something, it's still sixty bucks. Or even playing on PlayStation or on the Xbox, you play the game. You want, you mean you want to buy the game digitally? It's still sixty dollars to buy the game that you want to play. And yeah. it's honestly, it shouldn't be worth sixty dollars, but it's still priced that way. I'm assuming it's so their physical copies don't go down all that much. So I want to know what you guys think about that. Why? So you think that like digital copies of the same game should be less than a physical copy? Right, because there's no middleman. Um, no- the argument I would say is that we t- we still technically have that. I'm pretty sure you know about limited run games. Like there's certain games yep. that are not available on physical media. Which can I just say, if Scott Pilgrim versus the World when it gets re-released, please release it physically. I don't know who do you have to pay to keep that license to make sure you get a physical copy, but please do. I don't want this game to go disappear again for God knows 10 years. So just want to get that out of the way. Um, I think it all boils down to just like, well, a store at that point would be like, well, why the hell would we want to buy your game? Because remember, the stores have to go to these like companies and say, hey, we need to get like rights. Like, I'm pretty sure you, I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, Circuit City had a, an exclusivity deal where they were only going to buy PlayStation games. They were never going to sell like Xbox games and things like that. So you have to sign an agreement with them to get a stock from them. That's with any store, really. Um, As far as that goes, I mean, 
the argument I always say is, you know, as a PC gamer, like we, our games are really cheap at launch. You know, there's always, you know, just release sales. Uh, and, you know, it's not uncommon for a game like especially Ubisoft games like the new Assassin's Creed or no, no, the new Watch Dogs actually just went on sale right now for Black Friday. So, yeah, which is kind of crazy. It came out and it's already on sale. And on top of that, um, did you guys hear about the ray tracing on the Xbox Series S? It's uh, it's working on Watch Dogs, but it's not working on Devil May Cry Five. Well, that's that's the developer's option. Yeah, yeah. you but, know it's it's not it's not their fault, right? But uh, my thing is, is that at that point, Mark, I mean, I know where you're coming from, but I think that at that point, people would still complain because what people will complain like, well, now I don't have enough hard drive space because I'm only buying digitally. Now people are going to complain saying like, well, now I just want to buy it physically, so I don't have to put as much hard drive space. You know, it's still sure two evils. I mean, preferably, I wouldn't like it if everything was a limited run store. You know what I'm saying? Like if we only sold physical games on a very specific market share and a specific niche market. Um, I think people made that same argument when Sonic Mania got re-released with Sonic Mania Plus. A lot of people kind of got peed or it's like, well, you know, this Sonic game is great and all, but I'm willing to pay for a physical copy for it. But then you have to wait for Sonic Mania Plus to eventually get it. And now some people will say the argument like, well, now we had to buy Sonic Mania on the Switch digitally. Now you're forcing us to buy Sonic Mania Plus physically. Mm -hmm. So here's so, another thing, um, you know, pushing stuff on, on the players and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of Control, the game. You know, they're wanting to try it. Yeah, well, Control's really good. I've, I've been playing it. If you like Remedy games, like any other Remedy game, you're going to like... Max Payne. Uh, Max Payne or even Quantum Break, if you played that. Quantum Break's really good, too. Um, So if you buy Control before the Ultimate Edition came out, um, you do not get the upgraded copy of it you'd have to buy the upgraded or the ultimate edition in order to get the, the copy of it. And I saw comments on and reviews. And how does this game start out already? Two years. Yeah, that's yeah. It's that shouldn't be okay. Mm -hmm. Just like I mean, Borderlands Cyberpunk 3. is giving you. Yeah. You know, at least cyberpunk is actually, you know, giving you a free upgrade whenever the game actually comes out. But I mean, the point. Yeah. Is so the good thing, the good thing about Borderlands 3 is that they're giving you the upgrade for free, but then you have to buy the new season pass, even though you're a super deluxe edition owner. Can we not so. do that? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Like I'm a, I'm a super deluxe edition owner of Borderlands 3. I, I own the game physically as you know, the, the special, the, the highest package It was like a hundred bucks and they're not going to give me the season past number two with the new update yep they're basically shitting on the people who are willing to spend more than 60 dollars on your game for the future you think that if a guy was able to spend, call of duty if you think of a guy's gonna spend a hundred dollars to actually go out of their way to support <clears throat> the game you think they will give them that little bit of support back right but they said nah fuck that shit you're gonna have to pay us more call of duty pretty much right. I've never been one to buy special editions of anything, or pre-order anything, or even uh, do minute releases. The only time I've ever gone to minute releases was with you guys or some friends just to hang out. That's really it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been to plenty of them. I've been to the Halo 3 ODST, the Halo, or, yeah, the Halo 4, the Halo 5, the Halo Master Chief, Black Ops 2, um trying to think of what else 
Yeah, I, I think that's I did about one with you. That's it. And but and uh, at the end of the day, it's not something for me. And even trading right. in games, I've never, I've never seen that as a a thing to do. As as a smart decision to do when it comes to dealing unwanted games. Uh, and actually, you, Kenny, you're the one who actually convinced me not to turn in my games, mainly because you would, you would uh, get a game, a console. Mm-hmm. What have you, and then you? Oh, don't be throwing me under the bus like that now. Oh, I'm not throwing you under the bus. It's just <laughs> you would you would be like, hey, I'm just gonna trade in this game or this console right. because I get the new one, and then uh, later you kind of regret doing it, and then you buy it again. Skyrim. And not even with Skyrim, just with consoles in general. Thought <laughs> hours like, wait, how many copies you bought there, Kenny? Huh? Um. Okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready to to hear how many copies Skyrim I bought? Okay. Okay, let's see. I bought two copies of Skyrim on the Switch. Um, Better buy a third one. <laughs> I bought a copy of it on PC. <laughs> I bought a copy of it for PS3, uh, Xbox 360, oh, <laughs> and uh, Todd stopping <laughs> me buying the same game. Um, I bought actually I bought three or four copies on the 360, and I bought it digitally permanently so that uh i wouldn't <laughs> so trade it <laughs> exactly and then i bought uh, i bought it on the xbox one the special legendary edition and that was the the last time i believe i bought skyrim was I on the i'm Switch. proud to say i'm the only person who hasn't who's only bought skyrim once and i just hope todd howard doesn't yeah, break I've... in my house and remove my kneecaps um i've definitely bought it like eight times <laughs> he's just gonna, he's gonna pull a misery on me and before he hits my leg he's gonna be like, he's gonna, wait, wait he's gonna be like and, he's gonna be like he's gonna be like and it just works bam look daniel kneecaps are privileges however forever. With new, forever. new fallout 76 technology i can remove oh the god no there you go. But here's the thing, though. I've never seen the the benefit of it. Kneecaps removed from inventory. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the benefit, honestly, trading in games and pre-ordering games. <sighs> man, when you were young and you had no car, you just you only had no money. You just did that, man, when you were younger and stupid. But here's the thing, though. So, like, the only pre-order thing I actually got, because I was going to play the game anyways... Because I finished playing Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, and Revelations. Assassin's right. Creed 3 was coming out already. And I go, oh, let me just pre-order it. Why not? And it came with the steel box with mm-hmm. it that's holographic. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this was cool. But guess what? I've never used it. I didn't really care for Here's it. my thing about steel boxes, man. I only own one game on a steel box, and it's Pokemon. Let's go uh, Eevee, right? It doesn't have oh, man, a... You guys are going to laugh at me. It only has it, it's okay, so it's a nice looking case. I like it, but it doesn't have a fucking end label, and it drives Ooh, me crazy. Me. It's oh, just a silver. Halo Five's the same way. It oh, doesn't like it doesn't have like an end label, so when you put it on your shelf, um, you can't see it from the oh, side. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. So I have the regular case and the 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 silver case, and I'm like, okay, this is cool and all, but I want to keep you know a nice case to look at and a nice case you know. To store it and, and to, to have it on my shelf, but it's not. It just looks right. like this silver bar. It's on disgusting. The side. It's, it looks cool, but it's like, okay, where do I put it on? Am I gonna put it in the blank silver case on my side, or do I put it on the case that has a label on it? Mm-hmm. Right. 
that drives me crazy. I can't stand so, that. I actually I have quite a few uh, steel steel books. Mm-hmm. I have the Borderlands three one. <laughs> I have uh, the Battlefield one one. I'm assuming it came with your game, right? Uh, no. So that one. All right. Well, you watch a lot of steel books. No, no, no. I, I so <laughs> the steel book that I that I got for Battlefield one only came with the game if you if you bought the game and the season pass at the same time. Okay. Okay. At GameStop. Okay. Okay. So I had to spend uh, an extra fifty dollars that night just so I can get a steel book. So yeah, I, I did what spend I did spend money on that how much one. is the season pass. The season pass was fifty dollars for that. Season pass. I keep forgetting that they're charging you basically a full game for that. Right. I'm sorry. I'm used to absolutely. Like, yeah. I'm used to like battle royales or like a bat like a season pass is like five to ten dollars. Oh no. Yeah. I wish. Um. I have the Halo Two Steel Book. I have the Halo Four Steel Book. I have the Modern Warfare Two Steel Book. The Medal of Honor Warfighter Steel Book. Uh. Call of Duty World at War Steel Book. Halo Five Steel Book. And I have the the Call of Duty Ghost Modern Warfare Three Steelbook. I uh, I recently got the uh, Code Geass uh, Resurrection F uh, Blu-ray, which I got a pretty look for a you know a Resurrection F. <laughs> That's from Dragon Ball, dummy. <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, oh no, it's wait, is it? No, I don't even think it's called Resurrection F. It's called Resurrection uh, Luge. I'm an idiot. Uh, I've just I got Dragon Ball in the mind. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I recently got that. Uh, that's a steel book too, but actually has a fucking end label. Only gripe on it, it comes with these art cards, but the art cards are taped to the back of the case, right? So when you're unwrapping oh the gosh. shrink wrap, um, the cards came out, and I was like, oh, this looks cool, uh, but I don't have anywhere to put it yet, so I'm going to try to fit it in the fucking case. It doesn't fit. It It's bigger than the than the description because it's a steel book, and steel books don't have like the same information on the back of the game on you know like most DVD cases. So mm-hmm. it came off a paper sleeve on the back that tells you like, oh, this is the movie's blank, 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 blank. Uh, these are the details, th- stuff like that. So now the art cards are just sitting on my shelf right now. And I don't know if I'm going to put them on a fucking picture frame or something, <laughs> but it's sitting there. Uh, but that's hey, at least, same, you know. Yeah, that's the same thing with Doom, like Doom 2016. I used to have the steelbook for that game. Um, I actually have the statue sitting on my shelf. But it came with the demon cards originally, like the the collector's edition, which is the one that I got. Um, it it, it comes with the demon cards, but they also came with uh, it was like a holographic demon card. Like you get a pack of the yeah. holographic demon cards. I got something like that with my Batman Beyond uh, Blu-ray set, and I don't know cool. where to put them, so I just threw them in the box, and they've been sitting in pretty there. much. I same thing. Maybe <laughs> one day I'll get a frame and nicely put them on them. But I'm like, neat. This is cool. And all put it back in the box. Fuck my my Batman Beyond box set because it was cheaper. I bought it a special edition that came off a fucking Funko Pop. I don't like Funko Pops. I'm gonna make my money back selling it. <laughs> oh, it's a limited edition one. You can't buy like on the store. Like the only ones you could buy like similar like that. It's a Terry McGinnis Batman Beyond one. It's like a mini one. It's not like the real ones. I'm not that much of a virgin. I'm not gonna collect Funko Pops. So <laughs> I'm gonna put that I away. Mean- who are you really kidding? Of course you're gonna buy it because you love it. Come on. No, not no, Come not really. On. I really don't. I bought it because it was cheaper than buying it digitally. Daniel, we're all friends here. We're not gonna judge you. <laughs> yeah, but not everybody who's listening to the show. It's okay. They're just imaginary. We're imaginary. They're imaginary. <laughs> you gotta let go. Oh, you gotta let just, go. Just like that. Drabby actually was not your fault. Wasn't your fault. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Oh, you didn't see the dream. It, 
it happens. <laughs> Danny, just, and then just let go. Fell down on you. I get it. Just let go, Danny. Just, just, just let go. Become God. <laughs> I must ascend. So I, I, I've never been super big into, um, really into collecting things when it comes to video games, movies, uh, whatnot, even cards, even. For the first thing I've ever went was with Yu-Gi-Oh! Only because it was fun to play, but then I got tired of it, and it's just... Pokemon cards are the shit to collect. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> I The only time I ever spend money on a developer, on a game, is when I truly appreciate the the developer's um work. And right. I've spent, obviously, a good amount of hours playing their game, uh, doing everything I can to just really uh, stretch out, well, let's just say, a $60 game. I play it every day to really stretch out my to get your money. The amount of money. Thanks. Okay, so so with that, how do you feel about a, a steelbook for Breath of the Wild? Uh, well, that, here's the question then. Right, so I'm assuming you're, you're factoring it like buying it separately, right? Yeah. Not just separately. I mean, okay, good example is this. I rarely play mobile games, games on your phone. Mm-hmm. But there are some really, really good games that are out there that really take up my time. And I'm like, you know what? These people really, really have taken uh, a free play game. Uh, it's not annoying with ads. It's it, it's just a whole bunch of. Uh, just bunch Are you talking about like Genshin Impact? I've been hearing a lot about that game. Not as much as I used to. Yeah, even that That's game. Breath even of the Wild too. Gotcha. Only because it's free, and because I still haven't touched it yet. I'm so curious. To me, it's just the idea that like, okay, this is a mobile game that can be played on your PS4 and your PC, and it looks just good. I can't buy it. Like, there's something in this game that is going to be predatory, or you're going to splurge like a lot of money. I haven't tried it's it yet. Called gems. Called gems. Is it? I figured it. Yeah. I only. I don't know. I just premium currency. But I mean, I'm not trying to get into the premium currency and stuff. I'll just, you know, I'll send a couple bucks here and there just to support the developer because yeah, like donations. That's basically it. Or just like buying content because you like the game so much. Like some people say, I bought the Apex Legends season pass or battle pass because, you know, I want to give them some of my money. And or if you just like the cosmetics or things like that, especially if it's not that expensive and you feel like you're contributing in some way, shape or form. um, Like I wouldn't buy like cosmetics and except for maybe um, maybe for Call of Duty, you know, give or take. Uh, I did buy the battle pass because I was like, fuck it, it's five dollars. I don't really care. Uh, but I don't feel like obligated or feel like, oh, I should give them a little bit more money on Warzone because I already spent sixty dollars on their game and I'm only using. Oh right, yeah. no, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. Obviously. I'm yeah. disgusting though. I am very disgusting. I, I definitely buy the the bundles that they have in the store. I think the one game I probably spent the most on things I don't need to spend on is probably Siege. At one point, when I got really into it, I would buy every oh, season God. pass, and I stopped. I think no. I. It's it's mainly for indie developers, really. Right, uh, I gotcha. Like I got big into Warframe, and all the good stuff you hear about the developers from Warframe, how how hard they work, how how yep. good they look at community feedback. I mean, how how often they look at community feedback? Heck, everyone. Did you ever hear about that story? story? Yeah, everyone knows about this story where they accidentally made a roulette. I mean, a, a slot machine, and mm-hmm. once they realized that they made this, and this one dude was legit using this pseudo slot machine non-stop 
Yeah. Uh, they removed it from the game entirely. And they gave him a refund. I don't know if they gave him an entire refund, but they did give him some of his money back. Uh, but I, I, regardless, money was given back to him. It kind of reminds me of uh, the fiasco that Payday 2 had that completely killed the game for a while. Uh, I forgot exactly what it was, but basically they added loot boxes after they said they weren't going to do it. And they tried to like get around the corner. They said, Sounds like any... Cyberpunk 2077. What? Wait, they're doing that too? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, Marcos, wait, finish what you saying about the story. So he played the Oh, so yeah. So all I'm saying is, is games like that where Warframe was free and it has taken up such a considerable amount of time playing it with my friends and having such a fun time. Those are the few instances where I'm just like, you know what? Of course, I'm going to buy this uh, this new Prime pack that just came out. Not because I think uh, I'm pressured to do so. It's just this game is so nice and even more so now where they updated and improved on the game so much more. Right. And uh, they fixed a lot of issues and it's just an overall great game. It's free, especially if you're playing with friends. And I'm like, sure, I'll, I'll support you. That's the only time I've ever gotten. I think it's it has to be like a very specific balancing act of like how you balance the game design to the point. Because face it, no matter which way you look at it, a free-to-play game needs to make the money in some way, shape, or form. Um, right. They need to like balance out like, okay, to me, I have to look at it as like, okay, is the money that I'm putting into, is it giving me like a fair trade-in of like game time and fun? Or is it just going to be like, I'm splurging like, hundreds of dollars on fucking what exactly for a chance that i might have more fun because that's the argument i hear is that like well it's a free-to-play game yeah but certain free-to-play games are purely cosmetic like tf2 um they don't give you an inherent advantage for the most part uh but i'm more concerned about like free-to-play games that are just free to play and it is it is a game but you do have mm -hmm. to spend some form of money and it's like okay do they think like, okay, you only need to spend about $60 and you could just have fun? Or is it like, okay, you need to spend $20 here, maybe $10 here, maybe $10 there, and then you start realizing hitting like hundreds of dollars, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Because there's and plenty of games like that, which unfortunately, the 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 the, the uh, uh, pacing and the difficulty and the sense of challenge is just completely skewed at that point. Uh, I remember when Let It Die came yeah, out. It's pay to win instead of play to win. Exactly. Yeah. Let it die. Had that problem too. It was like, okay, the game is challenging, but it's fun. And then when you get to a point where like, you can't do anything about it unless you have to go grind all the way back from the first with a different character to fight that boss again. Absolutely. Even, uh, what was it? Where I, I forget what Assassin's Creed game was it where? Oh, Odyssey. Odyssey. Where God, I heard really... about it. And I was like, Wait, you're going to charge me money to make your game less of a pain to play? Not even that. You're telling me I need to pay a game that I already played the con I paid for the content in it story wise, and you're telling me I need to grind in such a way where I don't where it's boring, it's repetitive and unnecessary, and I to to skip all that, I need to buy your current your premium currency so I can move on. No, that was utter garbage. And you, and you get, like, more experience, and, like, it sort of makes the point where, like, side quest might as well be main quest, because you need to hit certain levels, unless you want to go fuck around in, the, mm -hmm. in, in Greece and just start killing boars, like, in that episode of South Park, where they had to gain, like, one SP every time they kill a boar. Oh, oh Jesus yeah. Christ. But so, yeah, so they they made... Expect, listen, when your single-player game has a fucking chart of all the different editions for a single-player game... I think you need to reel it back a bit, guys, and you need to say, yeah, th this is not necessary. But not even that. It's just, 
you, they're basically giving you a convenience fee. Exactly. That was really it, and it's just, uh, and obviously there's there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about game companies who do this, who even do loot boxes and all that stuff. Um, it's just, it's not something that's so consumer friendly, but people are addicted to it. People are addicted to yep. it. Actually, not, um, I can give an that's example. That's what they prey on and they hope on is, is exactly because here's the thing about that. the mobile game market, guys. There's these things called whales. They don't go for everybody to spend the thousand dollars. They go for that one idiot who's going to spend five thousand dollars to roll on those gotcha games yeah. to get those cute girls in their PNG files. That's all they fucking I care say, about. I will say, uh, back in I want to say 2017, I played Kingdom Hearts Union Cross. I still haven't on, touched it. On. <laughs> On the uh, is it canon? Do I need to play to understand the fucking story? It's canon. Fuck! <laughs> no, it, 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 it became canon when Kingdom Hearts was like a year or two out. From yeah, it. and sounds uh, kind of hey, like Halo. Why stop there? Let's make that Shiv Rising Kingdom Hearts game. Let's make that fucking canon. You can't even play it anymore. Do you quick synopsis. It's everything that happened before the Keyblade War, and then everything that's happened. oh boy. Hey, wait, everything that led up to it. Uh, that Kingdom Hearts three doesn't cover, and then everything that happened afterwards, after the King, uh, the key, the the Keyblade War. So the people who were involved, the people who were there, heck, even characters that we've seen in Kingdom Hearts in the Kingdom Hearts series appear in Union Cross. So it's canon. But the thing is, is that when I played that game, I I put a decent amount of money in it. I wouldn't be considered a whale, but I put a decent amount of money where I. I was truly uh, immersed into it where I needed to get the new stuff. I was really hooked onto it. Then I stopped playing it because I felt really, really repetitive. And I was like, dang, I sort of regret doing all this now. So make fun of me all you want. But yeah, it was a fun experience because I played with people in real life with it. It was like five people in my school. Yeah. and we were just like, I, I can't think of a single mobile game that I bought or like split any money Uh uh, I can't think of any mobile game that I put any money. In. I think the one mobile game I probably spent I, the most, aside from basic puzzle games. I mean, I'm just not a mobile game guy. Like when I look at my phone, right. I don't look at mobile games. I look at YouTube, porn, work, Twitch, and that's it. Porn. Like, yeah, yeah, porn. He didn't say porn. He said corn, guys. Yeah, I'm right. really into that cornflakes. Listen, I really got to invest in my cornflakes. No, we're talking about the band corn. The oh, yeah. are so good. You can't tell me no. Yeah, cornflakes is good. I don't give a fuck what anybody tells me. When that shit hits, cornflakes is good. That, when that shit hits, man, that shit fucking hits. I don't care what anybody says. Um, well, I think um, supporting developers and who you really yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, oh, no, wait, actually, like, you know, I can say that maybe I spent more money on uh, Payday 2. Yeah, the most money I've spent on a mobile game had to be uh, Battle... Or what was what was this stupid game PUBG? called? Cla no, Clash Royale or something like that? Oh, uh, Clash Royale. Uh, one of the million strategy oh, games. Clash Royale. One of the many strategy games where the main character's face is yelling at the app. Yes, yeah. but but it's not a strategy game. You don't build like you don't build a, a castle or whatever the the hell it is. It's you uh you go against somebody else and you have to out strategize them. I'm I'm uh -oh. now officially making that a word where you throw down that. cards uh onto the ground and then they go and attack like this tower or this tower left or right. Yeah, and then you know you have to destroy the the king the king tower, which you know it's fun. It's a fun game, and like the whole reason of spending money is the chance of 
getting a legendary card, which is, you know, top tier. I think the worst way of making games, in my opinion, as far as mobile game goes, I've never been a big fan of the whole, like, timer rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, games, like, uh, didn't Dungeon Master had that, where it's like, you play for a certain number of time, and then you have to... Oh, yeah. You have to just, like, sit around and wait for the timer to end so you can keep playing the fucking game. Yeah, you get energy back and all that, yeah. Yeah, that that was... I I think that's, like, the worst way you could, like... Yeah, it's it's so irritating. I don't I don't really enjoy some of these predatory practices that a lot of games And that's the scary thought because now we're seeing you know we are seeing the kind of mentality for our full sixty dollar games. And that's right. like Yeah, and that's like that's like Call of Duty when uh Black Ops Three still- first came out, you know, everybody was complaining about the, the loot boxes because hello you know, and then oh, you know, there's not gonna be any weapons in these loot boxes and then boom, boom, boom. Back to back, you have freaking like seventy. Doing that too with their battle pass, where you have to grind the shit out of to get certain guns. Oh no, it's only until you know level thirty or what is it, tier thirty-one. Then you can stop playing after that. You get your two guns and you're done. Oh really? Okay, I thought it was way further. My bad. Yeah, with the battle passes, every yeah, it's awesome. Two guns that are you can only get there and only there, and then it's not that hard to get to level thirty. Or thirty-one is the max level. The only thing you need to do is buy the battle pass and to get the uh, variants. To get the variants, right? So, yeah, because you, you, you can, can you level can... your battle pass even without buying it. Yeah, right. and and, and, and the great stuff. thing about that is, like, if you bought the battle pass and you're tier one hundred, you get you get cod points back. So let's say you had enough cod points. Back, yeah, you. Yeah, that's what I use my cod points for, just to buy the next battle pass. Right, they give you just enough so you can buy it again. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much. So I will say though that um, with World War II, Call of Duty, as much of a mess as that was, where they gave you, you free supply up, drops, you supply drops in front of everyone, and then everyone yeah, that was the same trick. Make sure you watch that person <laughs> open up a supply box. Make sure, yeah, right? You gotta watch it. It was actually it. a challenge that you had to complete. To I was not people. joking. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's technically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Man, this is totally not insulting. I'm putting this on D-Day scenario, right? Yeah, yeah, that's not. That's not off color to tasteful, tasteless. Yep. That was, yeah, it was definitely tasteless. I, oh I, man, World War Two, man, that game was so fucking shit. And unfortunately, microtransactions are seeking their way into uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Okay, how does that work? I'm uh, I'm too curious. So no. so I love it because their Twitter's like, no, we're not having any microtransactions in twenty seventy seven, and then they turn around and said, yeah, we're gonna have microtransactions in the multiplayer, which is gonna be a separate component of the game, kind of like how how uh, GTA Five has its online component. All those shark cards. <laughs> I think it's gonna be. Well, I'm not gonna say it's shark cards, but it's very. It's gonna be some some form of, you know, here's a separate here's a okay, separation wait, wait. line. Kenny, let me stop you right there. Okay, so is the thing like GTA where you don't need to buy any of the microtransactions to enjoy the single player? Uh, yeah, it's going to be kind of like that, where you don't need to buy any microtransactions okay. to enjoy it. I'm okay with that, because first first of all, is this the first ever time uh, CD Projekt Red is making a multiplayer game? Yes. Okay, uh, I'll give it that. To that extent, yes. as far as my opinion goes, I have never given minus shit Gwent. about a minus what? Oh, yeah, Gwent. I said minus Gwent, because Gwent is a card Oh, yeah, game. Gwent. But yeah, isn't that a free-to-play game, though? It is. Okay, so I'm willing to give that much of a pass, but here's my thing. 
that's fine as long as the single player doesn't get fucked with. That's the same mentality I had with GTA. That's the same thing I had with Red Dead Redemption. I fucking yeah. hated yeah. the multiplayer for those games. I'm not even gonna sweat it, but continue. I'm curious now about because I mean, honestly though, I forget that Cyberpunk even has multiplayer. But it's just it's hilarious that you know they're saying you said one thing and then you changed the, your mind. Yeah, later. exactly. They're saying no, we don't have uh, microtransactions. Oh, we don't have any microtransactions with Cyberpunk. But then they turn around and say, "Oh yeah, we do have microtransactions." <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah, you, you just cut off for a split second, but you're fine. I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know why it's, I don't know why it's cutting out. Anyways, I'm, you know, it's just, I love how they they backtracked on what they were talking about. You know what I mean? What, what, remember what uh, that representative from EA saying? It was that like, uh, what was the, what was the statement they said about you're not paying for gambling, but you're paying for something else? Mm, I don't remember. I think but I also, was- you know, talking about Cyberpunk. What about that? Uh, that yellow background that meme that everybody was doing. <laughs> Start fucking with them. <laughs> like our, oh, yeah. Just anxiety, just like <laughs> yellow background. <laughs> Our game's still coming out on time. <laughs> I just want to look. I don't mind yeah. delays. I don't mind delays. However, the very few instances where people get affected by a delay, where I'm sure if you, I'm not sure if you guys heard, but some guy on Twitter said, hey, is this game actually coming out November such and such? Uh, because I'm asking mm-hmm. for the day off from work to play it all. Yeah. <laughs> and then the marketing team, I really want to highlight this. The marketing team who's in charge of Twitter says, yes, it's coming out this day. They obviously don't know the inner workings of, hey, Cyberpunk is being delayed. Because the guys who get paid a lot more and the people who are developing the game are there saying, that dang, we really need to delay this game. So obviously they they said yes, there be it's gonna come out in November because it wasn't passed down the grapevine. So once that news came out, everyone started giving them crap. So yep. obviously, a lot of people have days off for that game, man. Have you guys but, seen that uh, that thing about the? <laughs> it's a meme with like pictures of quote unquote cyberpunk stuff. Mm-hmm. And. Hang on, let me find. I have to find it real quick. But continue what you were saying. Mm-hmm. All yeah. I noticed is that people really, really got out the way to to give hate on a company that's really trying their best to make the game the best game that they can make. I'd rather have a delay than get the game where it was meant to be on the day that was meant to be released back in April, mm-hmm. and then wait six to seven to eight months, maybe to the end of the year to get the full released un- bu- just no, with no bugs, no glitches, right. uh, no unnecessary issues. I'd rather have the delay, but even some CD Projekt Red employees got death threats because of the delay. Yeah, um, that's not cool. That's not cool. It's not cool at yeah, all. No, I've never not. been one to take days off for a video game. So, or for, for pre- I got lucky once I got laid off from work when Metal Gear Solid 5 was dropping, and I was like, cool, I get to play this without having to worry about it. But I was going to go back right. to work later that day, anyways. They just swapped me over for a different department. They said, well, you're going to like start next week. So the game was coming out, and I was like, oh, cool, I have more time to play this game. Um, right. That's such a question. I remember asking this a lot on people on Discord. Have you guys ever took a day off for a game? No. No, never like called in sick. Never like. Yes, I did. I, I called out of school. 
I remember that. I remember people were really excited for Modern Warfare 2 back when I was in middle school, and there were there was some kids. Yeah, I did it for Black Ops. Didn't too. show up. He just fuck it. I'm, I'm playing Modern Warfare 2. I I just never been so hooked to a game, or so so intertwined with a, that game. It's any game really where I'm like, I have to play it. I have to take the day off. The only game that I can actually say that's been on my mind nonstop when I'm doing my day to day task, but I've never considered you know, taking the day off was, you know, playing Minecraft. And only because of that, uh, the only reason I have those feelings is not because I think Minecraft is an amazing game that I need to take days off. It's because I have all these ideas in my head that I want to build in the game. But I'm yeah. like, well, I can't wait to go home and build this or make this electrical component or system work. It's just that. It's just that. But I've never had that. I just can't. But never for like a new release game you're like waiting I for. I can't wrap my mind around it. That's the same reason why I don't pre-order games, where I don't buy games day one um, anymore. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get you. I'm, I'm kind of like that too. Uh, when back in the day, when I had your brother's uh, uh, Best Buy game uh, Gamers Club unlocked, I was like, "Well, this thing's gonna end later this year," so I would pre-order everything I could get my hands on. And what happens is that I would, you know, go back to why I stopped collecting retro video games. It was like I'll buy the game, put it on my shelf, and never fucking touch it. And then I would just be like, well, I just wasted sixty, oh well, now fifty dollars there. So, so far this year, I've been doing pretty good on that. I haven't been like splurging as much as I used to. Um, uh, kind of doing that now with movies, but back then I used to do that with every video game I saw. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, that looks cool. I'm gonna pre-order it. I would just pre-order it. But now. Uh, I'm a little bit better on it. I'm now debating if I want to just go out of my way and pull the trigger and just get Miles Morales on PS4 because at this point okay. I don't think I'm gonna get a PS5. I've heard great I found I found the post. I found it. I just I've... linked it. I linked it to you guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. I've heard great things about Miles Morales. A lot of people are really enjoying it. They really get that how they really enjoy the the feel, the difference between Peter and Miles. Um, it turns out that uh, spoiler alert. It's not really a spoiler alert. The reason why Miles is by himself in New York um, is because Peter is helping uh, Mary Jane with something outside the city. That's really it. That's why oh okay Miles is by himself in New York City. So uh, does that mean it's going to be the same map as from Spider-Man PS4? Or is that yeah same okay. map? Same map. It's gonna have he just to moved to Harlem. Okay, that's I always confused because the way how they described it, I thought it was kind of be like a Gotham City Bloodhaven situation where like Batman takes watch of Gotham City and Nightwing takes over uh, Bloodhaven. <laughs> so, no, no, it's not gonna be like it's gonna be the exact same city. Um, it's just at the beginning, uh, Peter and Miles are doing their thing together. Um, two Spider Mans looking all nice and everything, and then. Peter leaves saying, Hey, this is the first gonna be solo, and then it's just that's just really it. Um that's the main premise. The game is basically a an ex it feels like its own full fleshed game, but it's not like a full game the same way Spider-Man twenty eighteen was. Um yeah. it's still it, it, you can't call it an expansion, you can't call it a DLC. Um, but if I had to compare to anything, um it is a how much Huh? Well, what are you saying? What you compared to? If I had to compare Miles Morales to anything, it would be Witcher Three expansion to uh, the Blood and Wine, where it almost yeah. Like, I was about to say, is, is that like a good comparison? It's a great comparison because the Blood and Wine DLC basically felt like an entire new game. Gotcha. Game. It was so huge. The amount of side quests, the amount of main quests, the 
the land in general. It's just beautiful. It's not as big as as the as uh, Skellagrad, uh, yeah, and um, Novigrad and Velen, uh, which are the main three areas you spend in. But yeah, it's. I really don't like that new that new Peter Parker. Just saying. Yeah, I was. I just posted a picture. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, about that. It's. Um, yeah, it still looks really weird, man. I mean, see him in Miles Morales, and honestly, I prefer the original uh, model actor, but it doesn't really bother me all that much. It, yeah, uh, like it's not gonna like ruin my experience, and it's just gonna be something I gotta get used to, you know. Oh, good news, good news. So you know how the HD remastered version of it has this new model actor, Got the Waz looking Peter Parker. <laughs> It doesn't he doesn't really match up with it, voice cues and all that stuff um people were complaining about that when they saw it that in some cutscenes uh the new actor wasn't really acting exactly because it doesn't look like they mocapped him like the original actor right so in this new miles morales that's not the case it's not the oh, case um because he, he looks he, he actually there he was there he for the so they didn't re-record his lines with the new actor right he, right Okay, in that's in So, talking about PlayStation, guys, um, I heard some news today about the the fact that if you plug in an external like external hard drive, you can't store games onto the external hard drive like you can on Xbox. So you can't like download it like you could on the PlayStation Four. Well, so what I'm talking about is like, let's say you know how on Xbox you have a terabyte of storage, right? And you have a five terabyte external hard drive, not as not an SSD. Hard drive. I was about to say that. Um, yeah. You can store like brand new games on that external hard drive, but you can't play off of them. So mm. you'd have to move it over to the internal. PlayStation's not allowing you to do that. That's you'll be able way. to you'll be able to unplug it and plug it into the new console and it'll work. But, but you can't play off store... of the hard drive. No, you can't. You can't store games like new PlayStation Five games so on the, the external. Old PS4 games. That's what I was about to say. Like probably just repeat. I remember hearing about that. I think in the like tutorial video they said that you could play PS4 games off of the hard drive, but you know PlayStation wants to go about like SSDs and faster load times. So if you're still using like a good old fashioned hard disk, uh, it probably would affect the game in some way. I'm not justifying it. I want to clarify. I'm not justifying it, but I think that's like mm -hmm. their excuse to be like, well, we want our game to enjoy the best limited experience right i oh, that's i just think that that's just another tactic i guess if i were unless they're gonna start selling like hard drives with ssds built into them that have the sony moniker in them so they could you know make more rake in the profits at that point right so right. i do know that i think earlier xbox one had an issue if you use an unauthorized uh, external hard drive to store your games mm -hmm. in, and they would essentially almost break your console. I may have to be double checked on that or fact checked on that, but I'm pretty sure they just want you to buy their storage, their everything, the same way I don't know, like an Apple product. They want you to buy their stuff. You're talking about with the Xbox, or are you talking about with PlayStation? With both, with everything, with everything. I'm talking about with Sony, okay. so like, Sony specifically. Yeah, Sony, Sony's definitely been making a push on on their stuff. So unfortunately, that uh, M.2 slot that they have on like the motherboard that they shut off, um, you won't be able to use it day one. 
So what are they waiting for the N64 disk drive to like come out and then use it on that? <laughs> I mean, like that, so that's what they're waiting for. Whenever a system comes out and there's just a port that does like, nothing. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's it's a port that you cannot use at the moment. I think it's because you know Sony's waiting for more M.2 uh 4.0 PCIe Gen 4. Because M.2 is still fairly new, right? So no, it's actually it's been used since like 2012, 2013. It's just it's oh. become widely available more consumer like, friendly yeah because max used to use them back in the day oh right okay, okay that's why they were so expensive nobody knew why they were expensive but that's because they were using m.2 back mm. then ah so more justification to buy a fucking mac well well not really i mean pc is obviously the way to go Obviously, yeah, but I'm just making a joke because, like, I, I can't stand Apple products. I feel like right. every time an Apple product comes out, we're going to remove more features to claim it, it's more simplistic, but it's more inconvenient to the consumer. And the shield. Yeah, I think they're going to be re- removing the, the charger port next. Fuck it. Why not? Take off the screen while we're at it. I don't give a shit. iPhone 12 will be removed. <laughs> um, did you guys hear about the transparent TVs? Transparent TVs. By uh, Xiaomi. Is this going to be like a hole in the wall for the Yellow Submarine? (laughs) I got a hole in my pocket. Uh, Apparently, so it's only a 1080p screen, but it's like tinted glass. And it's invisible LEDs, pretty much. It kind of reminds me of like the, I think in China or or in, I don't don't know where, but they were selling like these TVs, you could kick the shit out of them. And like, what? (laughs) They make TVs where you (laughs) can just kick the shit out of them. Because, you know, for the gamers, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly for the gamers. I remember my dad <laughs> buying like a TV, right? And he, you know, he had, he had a he had a kid at the time, and uh, he was telling me like, "Hey, Danny, check this TV out." He throws a ball at it and it bounces back. Is oh like, you know, watch son, because that thing still has glass in it. That thing had a <laughs> big sheet of glass on it. This little bastard, he'd been throwing shit on the TV, bounces right back and hit his dumb head. That's <laughs> <laughs> He was so proud of it. He was like, look, they don't make TVs like these anymore. Like he's like talking about like it's a good old fashioned rusty truck. <laughs> yep, that bitch still runs. Hundred pounds. No, thank you. Oh man, yeah, like plasma TVs. Who remembers those? Oh, oh man, plasma. Oh my TVs. god. Man, those are tube TVs. Tube. TVs. Jesus Christ, we're going through memory lane. Tube TVs. Yeah, dude. Like we just been going back and forth with nostalgic stuff, like, you know. DVDs and HD DVDs and oh man, you know, I was Blu-ray. about to say with VHS. Hey, did you guys ever have VHS? A... Oh hey, my god! Believe it or not, we didn't have a VHS player that could rewind a tape. You had to take the tape out, put it in the tape rewind machine. <laughs> you had to. That blew my fucking mind. When we bought like a newer DVD player that had a VH, uh, VHS player on the side, I was blowing my mind. I was like, "Well, shit, uh, hey mom, where'd you throw away the old box or rewind?" The bitch, and he's like, Oh, it, it does it automatically in the box. I was like, What? That is so cool. Yeah, right, man, man. I love it. I love, right, it. Right, I love VHS. Relax. <laughs> listen, Mom, I got it. Listen, I gotta watch that new Pokemon movie with Spanish speaking, uh, slow, slow poke. Okay, I need, I need that. I need, I need to see my Spanish. Poke. What are you talking about? <laughs> I used to watch uh, back in the day, I used to watch the Pokemon. Movie oh. In Spanish. Uh, which, oh, my gosh, <laughs> what movie with uh, the- Lucario? With Lucario, oh god, that's like, like no, no, Lucario, or... Lugia, 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 man, I Lugia. That was, uh, I think, the second or third movie. I uh, I'm not pretty even sure. About the one that the uh, second movie, which okay, it was 
Pokemon 2000. Sure. Fuck yeah, Pokemon yeah, 2000. That's, that's, the, second, that's the second movie. Baby 2000 gang. That was that was the second one. And then the, then the next one was uh, fucking Entei speaking Spanish, and he's a dad, and it's in Spanish it makes it even weirder. Mm. Fight me if you ever talk crap about that movie. That was such a good. Hey, listen, dude, listen. The only movie that ever makes me fucking cry is Pokemon Heroes. I cried like a fucking bitch when I see that movie. Okay. Fail mail. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I will say. But I will piss off everybody by saying I still haven't seen the first Pokemon movie. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I already hear the uh, angry mob outside. Yeah, and they already did a remake of it. They did. Oh, yeah, they did, but it looks awful, and I don't want to watch it. I, I, yeah, it's like the Sun and Moon anime. I don't like. I don't like the way. Oh, yep. I don't like the art style, oh, man. Repeat yourself. You cut off. It kind of reminds me of that. Wait, didn't Pokemon also get like a weird reboot on like Netflix at one point? Oh, I don't like. I don't like how they did the Sun and Moon anime. Jeez. Christ, I keep cutting oh, out. Ashes like redesign and stuff. Um, yeah, like the redesign. You know what? Here's my argument I always make about the Sun and Moon anime. I haven't watched any of it, but from the clips I have seen from it, I kind of mm-hmm. like the more expression look they give to everyone, and the fact that they kind of acknowledge like, "Hey, Ashes actually like what, like ten, so make him look like an actor." Yeah, he is ten. Ten year old. Um, yeah, he's a ten year old. But he looks more like a ten year old, you know what I'm saying? But fuck me, that right. two strikes back evolution looks it looks it looks weird, man. Just just go watch the original one. You're gonna do yourself a favor on that. No, I, I like the original. Fuck it, I still do. But I, I just I haven't seen like any of the new. Uh, my Pokemon anime stopped with Emerald. Like that was like Gen three. That was. You can download the app on your phone. It's it's uh, it's called Pokemon TV. It's pretty sure there is, but I mean, I'm just saying is that like to me, the I mean, I'm I'm, I'm talking about like watching it on television when it aired. You know, I watched you know Kanto, Johto, and you know Gen, uh, Gen Three. I forgot what that one was called. Daniel, Daniel, it's simple. The reason why he doesn't like the new look is because he's mad that this new Ash won the Pokemon League, where all the other ones he couldn't win. Well, I don't care oh, about whether or not he won the Pokemon. Nah. Yeah, he did. Didn't he win the Pokemon League at some one point? No, he would always make it. He would always make it to the Pokemon League. I don't. Why doesn't he just try again? Why does he be like, um, oh, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go change another adventure"? Because <laughs> depression. And- oh, depression. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, that's some Evangelion tier shit, there, man. He's gonna get all depressed and shit. I'm not a doctor. I just, I just look at anime. Okay, guys, listen. I, hi there. My name is uh, Japanese Utaku. Today we're going to do an, an analysis Japanese of... Utaku. Listen, I need you to find the nearest vat of acid and please make out with it. Thank you. God, God, he's actually American. He's just trying to make sure that he really sells that he's really a weed. Anyways, uh, this is my Pokemon analysis video. As you can see, man, that kind of reminds me of that really weird Ashes coma theory that gets... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, especially with the... Uh, what do you call this? The... The same thing with the kid next door. The kid next door, Ed and Eddie, Purgatory Theory, uh, um, Rugrats, holy shit. Yo, those, I love these theories. These I theories. like them. They're fun reads, but they start getting, like, really extreme, man. But I kind of like them. You know, I don't take them so, like, yep, this is how the show was meant to be told, but it's like, nah. It's, perspective it's, that you're just like, wow, that's pretty nice. Uh, I don't like the Purgatory one for Ed and Eddie, but I do like the Rugrats one. Only because of it's so it's so morbid. Yeah. It's oh fun. yeah, those little creepy pastas you're talking about. Man, I, I'm sad I never got around to doing that creepy pasta video. But hey, you know, a sneak peek for next year's Halloween video. Um, 
but, you know, actually, Kenny, I just remembered. Uh, to answer your question uh, about the Breath of the Wild, I know I'm, I'm looping this back again, but uh, yeah, are you saying like buying a, a steel book on the side, like rather than the you know? I'm talking about just any steel book of a great game. Okay, no, I I never really cared for that. Like like to buy a steel book on the side, like Best Buy does that, and it always kind of confused me where it's like you could buy the game or you could like pre-order it and then you get the seal book for free i will never think oh boy i'm gonna go back to the store and buy a steel book case for a game it's like if the case right. works the case works i mean especially like if you like movies for example like box sets drive me fucking crazy like you know when everything's on a dvd everything for the most part is either super skinny or a standard dvd case but when you start getting all these ridiculous box sets especially for tv series it just gets a fucking pain. Um, I saw the Game of Thrones one, and it's like two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, uh, some yeah, box sets get pretty expensive, but I mean, I just you know, I'm legitimately curious. I wonder if there's like a company out there that makes like basic DVD and Blu-ray cases, like they get the the nice art to make sure it looks legit as possible, and you could buy that, uh, and you don't have to deal with that big ass box set that's like taking up so much shelf space. You know what I'm saying? Like when a box is like an right. actual square, and it's like such a pain you know like i've done that before like when my batman beyond box said it comes in this big retank like big box because that's to fit a funko pop in there but i take it out put the box up on on the top of my shelf and i put the basic uh book uh case on the bookshelf you know i was watching um uh cinemassacre uh, you know abgn he does a series called you know what's bullshit and he was talking about how he hates uh, you know, keep in mind, this was circa 2006, 2007, where you buy a DVD box set and it comes with all these other boxes included. And he just says, fuck yeah. that shit. Just throw out the extra boxes and just keep the DVD cases. And I'm curious if anybody actually does that, because I don't blame them if they do. <laughs> I wouldn't because I feel bad. It's like, well, I spent all this money for this extra piece of cardboard. So I might as well keep the fucking cardboard. But Yeah, exactly. But for convenience sake, that would drive me fucking crazy. I've never been big on stuff like that where... I gotta buy all these box sets and stuff. I just, I just don't care. Yeah, just release it on a simple DVD, or if it has a box set, at least make the DVD case like part of it, so you could just take out of the box and just put the DVD case on the shelf. Now, I will say, I am a, I, I, I do like reading manga, and I was considering on getting the, um, uh, the Berserk. What's this thing called? The Berserk. Uh, mangas but they come out with this h like this uh re-released version of it where it's a bigger book it's uh much right. oh it's like all in one no it's, it's like volumes one two and three um in one volumes three four five so, so, so stuff like that and it's a bigger book it's more detailed it looks nice it, it looks authentic feels authentic everything it, it feels a lot more sturdy and it costs like around thirty something dollars for each book, and mm. that's the only time I've ever considered like getting a something artistic when it comes to a series. Only because, well, I'm one of those masochists that really enjoy uh, waiting two years for one simple chapter of Berserk to come out. So, that's, yeah, that's that's, a, that's basically Berserk hell. You just watch the creator oh. just play a bunch of fucking mobile games while he's not ready the next chapter berserk. <laughs> you just gotta... That's the ultimate cuckolding right there. Just waiting for berserk to continue. Don't make fun Jesus. Of I'm suffering already. You're just gonna cry anyways. You're gonna buy it eventually, but in the meantime, though, he's gonna take his sweet fucking time. 
not making it any better, man. So, yeah. uh, you know, it's going back to that manga example. Uh, Death Note got a all-in-one book, like it's a book, like a big book that is all the the chapters of Death Note, but it's one gigantic book. And my thing is, when I see books like that, man, is holy shit. When you, I don't know about you guys, but you know why textbooks have a hard cover, right? Because if it's to a soft cover, the spine. the spine, that shit is gonna break the fuck out of that spine, like nobody's yeah. business. Things all in one. I really enjoy when anything that spans out for years is all in one, whether it be manga, DVD sets, even video games. That's why I really enjoy Master Chief Collection because it's I all love that in game. One. It's all yep. in one thing. Yeah. But it, but the thing is though I would but the thing is, is that it still comes in a simple case you know what I'm saying like it doesn't come with this like elongated like full body suit of Master Chief or like the arm has Halo one the other arm has Halo two his head has Halo three you know his crotch is um, Halo ESP. should I remind you about uh, Fallout anthology for PC. Like, yeah, but okay. Yeah, that's a good example. But who the fuck is gonna give a shit about buying the Fallout games physically? Like you got that? a little mini nuke. Yeah, but that's the cool thing. At least you got a cute little mini <laughs> nuke. But you know, it's at least a display piece. You know, like I only want New Vegas. I don't care. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, like I I never bought a single classic Fallout game. I always got them for free, either through GOG or through Steam. Right. That's true. But yeah, but that's another thing, though. I am not a big fan of, like, the storage compartment. Like, uh, I know that, I think Futurama back in the day, when they had, like, complete series, which, by the way, why isn't there a Blu-ray re-release of fun, uh, Futurama at this point? I don't fucking know. But the I was curious, because I was doing research, like, okay, how do I get uh, uh, Futurama on DVD? And, you know, they sell the volumes. Okay, that's fine. But I was like, okay, there's got to be a box set by now. The show's done. And they made one where it's just Bender's head, but the mouth opens and the discs are stacked. They're not in cases. Jesus. They're stacked on top of each other. And I'm like, that sounds that, I'm going to think about me scratching the shit out of that disc. That sounds that's disgusting, true. dude. Every time I, I see I pictures say. and themes of girls holding up discs saying, huh, XD, I'm a gamer. I'm like, dude, you're scratching the disc, but whatever. <laughs> that was that yeah. was just I, I'm just saying, man, I, I like when my stuff is convenient to display and store, not all these extra boxes and shit, because I just don't want to keep the cardboard at that point. I want to put this motherfucker in the shelf. Um, Maybe it's behind my mentality now, uh, the way I live. I just, at the moment, I don't care about box sets and figurines mm -hmm. and all collectible stuff. But probably when I get older and I have a place of my own and I just want to have things that decorate the place. Yeah. That may be the yeah, case. that's when it makes sense. That's yeah, like sense. if you have the space and it's worth it, but if you're not and you're making what you could do with it, uh, it gets uh, it's a little bit excessive. Like, thankfully, I've been lucky so far. I haven't bought like, and, and my other thing is I don't like it when companies don't give you the option to buy a limited edition or a just regular standard copy where you have to buy the extra goodies in order to get the content at all. That's where it's like a little bit excessive. Mm -hmm. uh, but going using the example manga actually. Uh, Akira, you know, it's a great movie, but the story is obviously probably the weakest point of the film. I, I'm pretty sure most Akira movie fans can say they're like, yeah, the movie's great, the animation's phenomenal, and you know, I can't wait to see this movie again in 4K. Uh, but the story has always been kind of a little bit weird. Not in, well, it is weird, but it's like a little bit not conclusive, right? It may do what it had, but I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the books for Akira. These are textbook size books we're talking about, right? So 
you know, understandably so when the movie was being made, the manga was still being done. So, uh, Marcos, you seen Akira or Kenny? Yeah, I've seen it. Um, Akira? No, I've seen other. I think isn't that the the same guy that made Spirited Away? No, he's thinking about Studio Ghibli. You think about? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, then I can't. can't well, well, Marcos, you know how like Akira ends with like Tetsuo, like you know, it blows up and then they like turns into white because he resurrected a child who's actually God. Yeah, and essentially he's nothing more than a bunch of body pe- parts. That was so. That was so morbid. Yeah, when I was first saw it, and I'm like, you're gonna bring up the corpse of a dead kid. Well, it's not even the corpse. It's like the eyeballs, his nervous yeah, system. Yeah. The reason why they split it is because he was too strong. Yeah. These kids who are with uh, Akira, right? That's the that's the main antagonist, essentially. Like it's more of like, I, I don't know. He's like the MacGuffin, essentially, for Tetsuo. He just knows, I gotta find Akira to know what the fuck's up with my powers. He, he he wants to get stronger and stronger and then he goes well there was this one guy who uh who became super strong so let me let me go bring him back remember how world war three started yeah that was that guy <laughs> no that what literally I, what happened i what i didn't like was how the guy got the powers he just touched this kid and i'm like um wait yeah well there's a reason for that because in the manga that's like part one you know, right. like where you know, t- uh, Kanada and like his buddies like ride off to the, the destroy Tokyo Three. Yeah, that story keeps going in the manga. Like Tetsuo is still alive. He's fucking around. He's God essentially. He can fuck That's shit why, up, man. That's why I want to read the manga so much because. Oh. Yeah, I I definitely want to read it. Like right now, they're re-releasing the boxer for like hundred and twenty-five. But you know, it comes with all the books and a nice box, and you get a, a cool, uh, good for health, bad for education patch. And hey, man, I always want to get a leather jacket, so that shit's gonna be sold on. Immediately. Well, speaking about books and all that stuff, like I can appreciate Halo's lore a lot more only because I've read some of the books. Fuck me, dude. There was a kid in high school. Yeah, I who have like, three books here with me now. There was a kid in fucking high school who go up to me like, "Hey, man, you, you like Halo? Like, eh, not really." He's like, "Hey, did, did you read the books? Uh, no, not really. Well, you want me to tell you about it? No, not really. Well, I'm going to tell you about it anyways. Like, okay, I'm going to walk away now. Thank you, uh, Daniel. Have you considered that some of these people? I'm not saying they are all like this, but some of these people have um. Mental imperities? I don't know. I would say more social imperity, but that's fine. Social, right. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I've seen the books in the book fairs and stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. Lord of the Flood. The only cool thing I figured out was I liked about the books where they explained, like, why when a character gets hit in the back of their head, they immediately die. And that's because, like, the suit shits on them, essentially. Yeah, a, t- a, a whole ton suit. Basically, it gets disconnected from your brain, and then your body gets crushed underneath all that weight. Because I remember in one of the books, they mentioned something about like the suit goes wrong and it like twisted, and this guy's body like went out of his input and it just like crushed him in the inside. Yeah, wow. remember Dude. it's canon. Every Spartan has a uh, feature where they can um, pleasure themselves. Yes, I'm not sure about every Spartan actually, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a Rip feature that can't where they can just. Either they're just like, hey, I just need to really just. Damn, I saw Cortana's ass that time. I realized, damn, she's still a computer. Fuck. I I need to release this baby yogurt and uh, good thing my suit. Baby yogurt. I'm about to make some Master Chiefs, if you know what I'm saying. There you go. So yeah, it, it's it's quite fun. Uh, also seeing uh, what happens to your favorite characters. Um, that 
All if you really want, if you really want to get some good reading supplementary material, read the old Doom books from back in the day. Man, that's a fucking trip. How is it? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Doom guy has a Doom girl. They're basically surviving in their their spaceship. Keep in mind, this is when Doom one and two were still a thing, right? Oh God! <laughs> Doom Terrible guy thing, and gotcha. girl are in the spaceship. They're recycling water and they're fighting against demons. They come back to Earth. Recycling they go water. join a resistance group with a bunch of Mormons. I'm not making this up at this point. Mormons. <laughs> Doom guy finds Jesus essentially through the Mormon religion. Doom is the most Christian video game out there. <laughs> it really is. Technically, yes, it is. It gets uh, it gets really weird, and it's like surprisingly really entertaining to read. I'll, I'll link to you a Bunny Hobbs video about it because the way how he described it was so fucking out of left field. I'm just like, so th do you think like in between loading screens, like Doom Guy 2016 is like fisting the fuck out of a, like of a demon? He's just like reading the passages from the Bible. Uh, oh my! Dang! I mean. That'd be kind of sick, actually, if you did that. Just well, hey man, if if Doom guys knocks on my door and says, "Hello, sir, have you heard a good word of Jesus?" I'm fucking saying, "Hell yeah, dude!" I'm not taking any chances. background, <laughs> like it's in his helmet. He hands you a Bible. He has Christian rock playing in the background. And then, well, I will say, sub sub Christian metal is basically punk, and it's pretty heavy. So I don't blame him if he's listening to stuff like that, but. I will say though that all he all it is is that uh the extended lore on certain things is awesome, like how um Star Wars have their novelizations of the films and the extended novelizations for certain things that became the expanded universe, which is no longer which canon. is no longer canon. <laughs> Thank you, Disney. Even with Halo, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed reading some of the books. Uh, it was just a lot more formative, made the games feel a lot more full. Because you're just living out a small portion of what's actually described in the book. Yeah, and some people kind of like the idea. You know, that's why I always like uh, expanding universe content. Star Wars, like some people just don't really give a shit about space wizards. They kind of like the pilots. They like the gamblers. They like the dude. Right. Yeah, yeah. The bounty hunters. Like that's why I like uh, so much about Star Wars. Um, fuck squadrons so much because that fulfilled that fantasy for me is like man i really can't wait to fly on a goddamn x-wing which basically could take like what like five shots and then boop, gone speak about squadrons uh you've played it yes i played it on and off uh, i went all out for this game i bought a flight stick thank god before they started going like really expensive it's pretty fun the campaign's pretty good but um the multiplayer is good i've only done dogfighting i haven't done like any of the fleet battles and stuff but a lot of people are complaining about it, and it's like, well, you got to look at it from this perspective. Squadrons is a very specific game for very specific people. People who are buying this game want to get into that simulation. And I'm not going for this, like, arcadey look or anything. I meant, it was more like an expansion upon the, like, if I have to compare it to anything, for anyone who hasn't played Squadrons, if you've played Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed 3, they had ship battles. Assassin's Creed 4 really focused on it. Yeah. So, uh, if I were to make a comparison, Battle uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two had its, which I never touched it, never cared for it. I mean, to be fair, though, like yeah, I barely played it. No, not, not the Battlefront Two. I'm talking about just like the flight mode, like the oh, well, it was fun. It was nice. It was nice. It it got a whole lot better after. This it got good. Nonsense, <laughs> you know, got fixed. The game actually is a decent game now. 
I haven't uh, touched it since uh, since Squadrons came out. But they basically expanded on the flying aspects of Battlefront 2, which... Yeah, but trust me, when I say Squadrons is a whole other ballgame, there's way more you gotta deal with. Like, you don't just point and fly. You have to, like, twist, turn, engines, manage everything. Like, it's... It really does make you feel like you're in a simulation. Like, fuck me, dude. When I get into a long session of Squadrons, and I'm like, alright, I'm done. I'm gonna get in my car. I'll start... You know, my car is a push to start, right? So I'll be like, all right, push to start. I'll start like fucking around with shit in the car dash and be like, all right, radio check, <laughs> this and that, raising shields. And I'll just be like, what the fuck am I doing? This is an automatic. I will say, I'm not sure if you guys ever played um, Elite Dangerous or heard of the game. I've heard of it. I have. It, it, it doesn't look like it's my kind of game, but. I, I get it. At first, it wasn't my game. And it just grew on me. It just, it's just a nice game where you can relax, enjoy the the infinite emptiness of space, the music, everything, the combat, and there's... That's what fill a fantasy, essentially. I guess. But there's this option when you're getting out of the... whatever dock you're in. What um, mm -hmm. You can have this either turned on or off, where if the moment you want to go out and explore space already, uh, you can automatically fly your ship out of the uh, entrance and exit out, and you're free to go. Mm -hmm. But there's this more realistic version where it says, hey, uh, check your controls. Yeah. Um, uh, press this button or this uh, this to perform this action to make sure you're controlling everything. It's basically a pre-flight check. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I remember Up Is Not Jump was talking about a video about it, and that immediately turned me off. He was like, oh, right, shoot. Oh, first you got to take up the gun. Okay, take out gun. Oh, no, you have to check this thing first. Okay, check this thing first. But you got to do this thing first. Okay, is that button even binding my fucking keyboard? But it's Not, before you start flying, and me, yeah, me being in aviation and all that, I, I really opened that up with in with open arms because it's exactly what I do at work. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Like flight sims were really popular back in the day, and people just kind of, you think like these like very technical, confusing, you know, or you know the the throwaway term back in the day for video games was streamlining, and people hated that. They thought like, oh, it takes out of the experience or the fantasy, but. You know, people kind of like that. It gives, it gets into. That's why these flood simulator games sell so fucking well. Like Squadrons is essentially the fourth game in the Star Wars flight sim games for Tie Fighter, X Wing, and X Wing versus Tie Fighter. Squadrons also hits that note too. So that's why, like, when I see people tweet about like, oh, the game died. It's sad. Like, no, it sold really well. It's just a very specific market. Like they yeah, told it's very you, niche. Yeah, it's a very niche market, and that's why it sold at a budget price, only forty dollars. Um, it's it's a very specific game, and they never said like we're gonna expand with extra content and this and that because they don't want to give you this false sense that this game is gonna be bigger. No, it's for these people, and these people are gonna love it. Right, and I think we need more of that. Not a lot of people push for those niche type of stuff because it's aside from indie games. But that's right. the thing, though. That's a bigger risk you got to take in because, like, I'm curious to know how much budget went into squadrons. You know, like, I'm very curious to know, like, how EA Motive knocked on the door in EAs and said, hey, guys, uh, listen, we're going to make a flight sim Star Wars game with no loot boxes, cosmetics are completely free, and no season pass. Who the fuck greenlighted that? I need to know. EA, them being money hungry uh exactly like that kind of you know and i thought like far cry primal was already kind of an out there pitch that actually got approved but when squadrons became a thing i'm like okay they're probably gonna like season past this bitch or they're gonna add more content right. but it's a month old and i'm pretty sure 
like it just an EA spirit after the game's been on for a bit, they're gonna introduce all sorts of things because people. I hope not. I really hope not because the the fact that in every interview, you know, this wasn't like what's like fucking Crash Bandicoot and fucking uh, Crash Team Racing. Like fuck me, do you add microtransactions after the good reviews? Like, come on, man, Activision, that ain't cool. There won't be any transactions. They won't do this. They won't do that. Just and then after all the good reviews, new store. Yeah, they added they added uh what's it called? People are having issues with the with two Wampa coins or something like that. And it's like again, it's mainly for cosmetics, but it's like this is a fucking kart racing game, guys. Like dumb kids <laughs> who are playing Fortnite are gonna look at this and be like, Well, time to steal mom's credit card again because I really want to yeah. get taught on that nice outfit. And oh, I just want I just want my game. V Huh? I need my V Bucks. I need my V Bucks. But even the um the uh, advertisements of the game where people are reacting to opening loot boxes and they're excited that they're opening their game. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what about uh, is nobody going to throw Valve under the bus? Oh, I you mean, mean like CSGO and... Yeah, CSGO. Well, I argued that at least with CSGO, it's, you know, aside from the lottery scam, I'm talking about more about... It's still a lottery scam. No, but right. that's, <laughs> that's the thing though that's mainly third parties and other youtubers i'm talking about mainly like like to me it's for one thing though it's a free-to-play game and it's just purely cosmetic so that's my argument right right and here's the thing though here's the thing it's a fucking knife it's still the same principle which so i still grab it i still don't respect i still don't respect it at all however yeah, no. i can criticize it differently because one it's cosmetic only compared to 2k uh, FIFA, all these other games. Fuck me, dude. I look at all those trailers, man. I mean, like, so there's a basketball mini game with all these fucking slots. Right. <laughs> oh, boy, I get a free basketball game with my poker simulator. Let's see us go. You get your, 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 get your skin, and then you can sell it. And oh, dude, fuck me. I, I got the, the PUBG skin, the shirt, for, like, being one of the first people to buy an early access. I sold it on the marketplace, bought Cuphead for it. Thank you, PUBG. That's the best thing you've ever done for me. Wow, dude, <laughs> not a cringe. I'm not gonna lie. Dude. Hey, man, come put fucking slaps, dude. I'm still waiting for the DLC whenever it comes out. It didn't Please. come out. No, <laughs> no. It's still it's because I remember like puppets coming out on Switch. I'm like, cool. And then they're like, wait, where's the physical copy? I'm willing to buy this game again on Switch. And they're like, oh, when the DLC comes out, like, where's the DLC? Uh, wait on that, chief. I like. I really like the game, especially trying to get the game. Uh, I still haven't finished it. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of dropped it, not because the game was difficult. I love the game. I just, you know, but playing other stuff too. I, uh, I recommend you really finish it. Uh, I've been doing pacifist mode, and that was fun when we were doing co-op pacifist mode. It was fun as hell. So fun and difficult, uh, especially pacifist mode without getting hit. That one's even funner because you just perfect everything. But at the end of the day, you get and with Cuphead. There's a ch you go through a challenge that's optional, and you get a reward out of it. The reward is a filter. Right. Honestly, not really. To be fair, that's exactly what Crash Bandicoot 2 did, where it's like, you just run the first level and just don't break any boxes, and they give you a gem for it. They're like, hey, you did it. And like, some kids back then were probably like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that was actually a challenge. Oh, there you go. I like I still, I'm still waiting for Crash 4 to finally get released on PC. I'm, I'm just like, hey, you know you're going to do it eventually. Come on. I'm waiting for Kirby's Crystal Shards to be released, remastered. I'm, I'm waiting for the Chaos Emerald to be put back together. Chaos Emerald? You, you mean the Master Emerald? Master Emerald? No, I'm talking about Chaos Emerald. It's kind of cringe, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Where's your Sonic Lord, loser? You gotta know exactly. about... Exactly. You, you gotta get... You listen, you gotta know about every fucking detail in this fucking podcast, guys. And even if you're listening... I you know every 
single Archie comic about Sonic by by Archie. Listen, if you don't if you don't shit talk <laughs> about Ken Penders, the guy who wrote Archie comic Sonic at least twice a day for getting rid of all Sally and you can't jerk off to her anymore, that's the guy you got to blame for. Oh gosh, Is he a teenager dog, huh? Is no, pedo, 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 pedo. What? Shut? No, it's called a heebie file. It's different. Heebie file. Ah uh, man, did uh, Jesus? Have you guys ever looked up what that guy did after he left Archie Comics? No. He ca- okay. This dude really wanted to fuck Knuckles, right? He really, really, you know, when like Knuckles was like the only <laughs> j- dude, in, you know, the only Echidna in the Sonic universe. Ken Pender said, yeah, "Fuck I, that! I, I, I'm gonna make sure all the Echidnas exist." Is that the one where he fell in love with his Echidna with black fur? No, you're thinking about Shade. That was the only exception. That was from uh, Sonic uh, and the Dark Brotherhood, I believe. I don't know. It's all I didn't even know that thing was an RPG. I just saw it. It looked weird, and it was made by fucking Bioware. Guys, it be Mass Effect. Jesus It sucked. It really sucked. I was watching Johnny's review of it not that long ago. I'm like, you know what? I remember Johnny saying the game was kind of okay, and he's like, nah, this game fucking sucks now. This is a piece of shit. Oh, man, that was a weird anniversary for Sonic back then. Mm-mm. I just, I just can't respect people who view all this stuff religiously, and I'm like, dude, I get it, you love it, but just chill. Hey, man, I'm a shit talk to Sonic fan base, man. Even even with all the dumb shit that they say or do, I have never seen a gaming fan base so dedicated to cool shit in my entire life, man. Finding finding out that like the Sonic Three beta didn't use the Michael Jackson music blew my fucking mind. That- they- yeah, okay, so I'm pretty sure you know about this, Marcos, but Sonic 3 had music very similar to uh, Michael Jackson's Dangerous album that was coming around on that time, especially if you listen to um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carnival Night Zone and stuff like that. So for years, people said, like, well, the game got re-released on PC, which is the version I played as a kid. I didn't play Sonic 2 until I got a Genesis in mid-high school. Um, I played a hell out of Sonic 1 in the Genesis, and then I played a shit ton of Sonic 3 on the PC version, which had different music, which debatably was better or worse uh mostly worse some people could tolerate it more um and for years they said okay the reason why the pc version of the game uh used different music was because of the michael jackson stuff because maybe michael jackson was working on it and for years there was like a a youtube video where they said that uh michael jackson's music producer uh brad buckster was actually working on the sonic 3 soundtrack but there was a lot of like conflicting stories was it because the michael jackson uh child molestation allegations was it because of uh he just didn't like the sound quality but brad buckster can confirm yes we did work on the soundtrack but michael didn't want to get credited for it that was the only thing we had so for years, people said, okay, that there's a simple story. Game came out with the Sonic music. Then later when Sonic and Knuckles came out, they got rid of it. And the PC version came out. Then they got rid of it again. And then later, that was a pretty simple story. But it turns out in the beta gameplay, it used the PC soundtrack instead. So mm. that means that the song was later added on to through development. Okay. So that shit blew my mind. I was like, that is so fucking cool. Okay. So... So, so yeah, I like the Sonic the Sonic fan base. That shit's kind of cool, though. Officially say that we were enjoying Michael Jackson in Sonic. Yeah, especially dude. Fuck it, Michael in Sonic moonwalks in Sonic colors. Yeah, I noticed that detail. Don't think he's slick. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah, he moonwalks. Uh, Daniel, it's just a game. 
Yeah, but I fuck. Hey, man, I fuck it's with Sonic. It's just a game, Daniel. Hey, man, it's just, just a, a game. Blue man. Hedgehog. Hey, man, when Dante fucking bust out the Michael Jackson dance moves, man, I was so fucking happy. Busted that bitch out like nothing happened. He just said, "Nah, fuck it. I'm gonna da- bust out a dance move." I just, I just really like the vibe of certain Sonic games that I don't think can be recreated. Yeah, that's true. And you know what? This is actually the longest time. Is this the longest time since between the Sonic game, like since Sonic Forces? Oh, I'm not sure. Because like I'm so used to like a new Sonic game almost every year. Well, yeah, there's no new Sonic game coming out. I guess Forces really kind of said, "Hey guys, we gotta take a step back and be like, this ain't working no more. Mania is doing great. Let's just keep doing that." Give me Mania 2, baby. Please give me Mania 2 and more original levels. I will buy it in a heartbeat. Oh, obviously, what was it? Sonic Team? They saw how successful uh, people who were who, who owned Sonic Mania, not the developers, but they saw how successful it got and how big it got. So I'm pretty sure they are uh, going towards that way and trusting these fans who grew up with Sonic who... And I'm just being optimistic here. That really enjoy, uh, that really enjoyed the Sonic games and try to recreate the best they can. And honestly, it was it was a great game. It's still- yeah, and also just not tired it out. Like, hey guys, look, it's Green Hill Zone. Hey, look guys, it's Chemical Plant Zone. Remember this from the Genesis? Remember? We're gonna keep doing it again and again and again. And it's like, guys, it's no longer nostalgic when you keep bringing it back. And it's they had their own spin to it, but I I really enjoyed it. It's a great game, and I hope the second one adds. A lot more stuff. Is it confirmed yet? Because that's all I need to hear, man. I, I wouldn't doubt. I think it's gonna happen, but I, I, I need to know like for sure that this is gonna happen. I'm pretty sure, but that's obviously. Hopefully. We'll just have to wait and see. So uh, I think we should wrap. Yeah, seems nice. Yeah, seems like a lot today. Oh, okay, yeah, we t- this is actually one of our longest episodes. Uh, Kenny, you started streaming, right? So why don't you shout out on the podcast so people could uh, follow you on Twitch? Yeah, so um, I stream every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday or Saturday at 8 p.m. on twitch.tv forward slash I am buttered all together. Uh, if you want to swing by and take a listen or watch, that's up to you. I appreciate all the support, and mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody that hey. does come over and check out my, my uh, streams. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I mean, but you said you are streaming tomorrow the uh, Xbox Series X uh, unboxing, right? Oh yeah, so I'm oh, also yeah. going to be uh, streaming the unboxing of the Xbox Series X. I'll I'll be putting it out on social media on Twitter, so you can follow the Twitter. It's uh, twitter.com forward slash I am buttered. Um, and I will have a live stream going on tomorrow whenever I receive it in the mail. Okay. As well as well, the the online uh, celebration event for Xbox, so come check it out. As well as I'm also now a Xbox ambassador. I want to thank Xbox for sending me that invite. Hey, Microsoft, if you're listening, uh, I just want to say, like, I'll, I'll you know I'll take anything you got. Like, just just send me stuff <laughs> in my my address. You know, you can contact me. Uh, Marco's the same thing. I mean, we'll we'll show we'll show. Uh, I'll, just give me a box. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I'll I'll take it. Give me give me give me some merch, and I, I'll I'll slap the bitch on. I, I'll do it. I mean, I won't go as far as like Halo Two tattoo on my arm for the release date, but I, I I'm willing to show. Uh, you see, now, you're, now you're giving them 
Now, now you're bargaining. You see, now, now I'm gonna give you. An now, that's a problem, Dan. You gave you gave him a limitation. That's it. No, you need to tell them. You'll do anything. You'll tattoo. Listen, listen. No one goes. No one buys a prostitute and says, "Okay, what can you not do?" Because uh, I need all those options. Uh, no. What? Uh, wait, you don't? You never watch Full Metal Jacket? Oh, that's a shame. Well, not recently, so I can't memorize it and everything. But you're watching it in HD with your whole four K. God. Which I did with Marcos's Xbox uh, One S. So, hey, Microsoft, I, I've been using your product. I really like you as a 4K Blu-ray player. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap. Uh, thank you, Kenny. Uh, definitely, uh, I'll put that. If anybody's listening, yeah, don't make sure. Uh, check out Kenny's stream. He's been streaming really good uh, consistently, though. I really enjoy it. I pop in and out. I might do uh, some group stream contents in the future. Um I definitely want to check out that uh, Xbox Series X unboxing. Uh, looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, I've seen I've seen some videos on it. It's almost like a it looks almost like a graphics card unboxing. It's pretty cool. Yep. It only the only thing that I hate about the unboxing is that <laughs> the Halo Infinite is in the background. Oh yeah, rip! It. That's Halo just a Infinite. dagger to the heart, man. It's like oh. I can't You're wait like, to play here, you. Here, look, look how pretty it is. Look how pretty it could be. Bet you could play this now. <laughs> <laughs> Until next year, baby. But, yeah, exactly. Yep. Now he's Watchdog Legion. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. uh, but yeah, everything will be on the description uh, for everything. Our socials, our Twitter, our Twitters, our Twitch. And speaking of which, uh, if I could chill a little bit, um, I'm also been streaming fairly consistently though. Um, just took a two days break for a while, but but I've been doing pretty good. Um, almost there at affiliate. I'm trying my best to get that goal by the end of the year. We're so close. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling it, guys. So definitely follow me on Twitch as well on uh, Twitch, uh, Twitch TV forward slash Pepper Stream Boy. It just makes it easier for me to separate my channels. But uh, definitely watch me there. I'm gonna try to stream tomorrow or at the time you're hearing this today. So uh, that's about it, guys. Uh, Marcus, you got anything else you want to say? Uh, no, just everyone have a safe uh, week, weekend, everyone. I appreciate you listening to our rants, to our discussions, like a couple of old bickering old men, and uh, I really appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you. Hey, man, some people just kind of like it. I love these kind of shows. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely a good way to say And also, guys, just a quick thing. Uh, you know, as the Xbox Series X is coming out and the PlayStation 5 is also there, for please don't go to these stores that launch the stuff isn't going to be there you're just going to get sick with the <clears throat> if you know what i'm saying so don't do it please be safe try to just pre-order online because the thing isn't going to be in stock until 2021 i just only want to get that out there because there's people out there who still don't believe it when the store is saying we're not going to have these in stock don't show up yeah they're saying they're going to have them online that's so, it just online i um, i hate it too xbox you'll be able to buy tonight uh at 12 eastern time um Which and you'll be like able to buy hours. xbox and playstations at 12 eastern time on the 12th so okay that's probably going to be my bet well. at that point i don't know again that's what i'm debating like should i just like roll my dice and say well if i stay up and pre-order the ps5 and get miles morales or should i just get miles morales on ps4 before the bots get it hmm. well we'll see uh, but yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to DKM episode three. Really appreciate it. We all greatly appreciate you guys listening to us either on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or even on YouTube right now. Uh, definitely really appreciate it so much. And we're going to go ahead and call it for tonight. Take care.